And welcome <laughs> to the latest 8-4 Play podcast, certified by the 2012 Guinness Book of World Records as the first, only, and best podcast about Japan and games. Can I interject? Japanese games. <laughs> Uh, there was something in uh, Shibuya Station over by Hachiko that has, it's a big ass sign for Johnny's World, whatever. You know, there's this uh, uh, company. Idol, group. Idol Well, the sexy company. Zone? Sexy Zone. Uh, yeah, they have Sexy Zone yes. and SMAP <laughs> and all these other bands. And, anyways, they have this like. Sexy uh, Zone, by the way, is a group of 10 year old boys. Yeah, yeah. And so, Kiss My Feet, Kiss my feet <laughs> is a group of 12 year old it, boys. It's Kiss My Feet 2. Um, But anyways, they have this theater where they have a bunch of live shows and on their sign for it, they're like, Guinness World Book of Records for most live shows in a year by Johnny blah, 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 blah. And it's just like. You can get a world record for fucking anything. Guinness it could be like, is giving out world records for pretty much everything. We could have a Guinness world record for most podcasts produced by 8-4. By a gaming Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was anyway. a great story. Um, so um, It was much better in my head. On this podcast, we are going to start off with uh, what we've been playing, which honestly is not too much outside of one game. Which is Resident Evil Six Soul Sacrifice, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna save our RE Six discussion for the the second half of the show, um, so that we can do it quote unquote justice here to do it justice with us our very special guest mm. one Mister Alex CVX Freak Aniel, thank you good to have you on the show again thank Alex. you for having me. Of course. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> Who else? What else? We didn't even invite you. We just sat down to start talking about Resident Evil 6 and you just appeared in like right. a puff of smoke. In your leather yeah, jacket. And you're in your... Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, with you your smell leather. Leon edition uh, RE6 leather jacket. The cosplay jacket. Yeah. Um, how much did that cost? 10... Not 10,000. 100,000 yen. In dollars. That's like twelve hundred dollars, thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, he's for a Resident <laughs> Evil jacket. But now, the, now I know what it feels like to wear a eight hundred dollar jacket. No, you don't. You know what it's like to feel to wear a eight hundred. Yeah, done saying it's No, because the uh, the other part of the package comes with a game and a system and all that stuff, right? Oh, did it oh, come with a system? system? It does. It comes with a game only. Oh, the game only. It doesn't wow. come with any system. Wow, then like <laughs> so a twelve hundred fifty dollars jacket. Yeah, I feel so rich. And uh, that uh, newly rich person <laughs> is uh, JJ. You've been working out, Epperson. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was all you could think of. Well, I had JJ of the Jungle. Oh, oh, earlier. because we were talking about George of the Jungle. Yeah. Why were we talking about George of the Jungle? Because you were singing it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, rounding out the cast. Uh, who do we have here? John, Smooth Criminal, Ricciardi. What? <laughs> why, why am I Smooth Criminal? Uh, to his left. Uh, no, your, your <laughs> <No> explanation. 
You had a Michael Jackson jacket when you were young. Oh, oh okay. There you go. <laughs> yes. Really? Right? I don't know why we were talking about that earlier. Because of his leather jacket. Oh, right. He wrote about up the red the red jacket. With because I, ha- I also had a leather jacket as a child. I wore it once. That's and, it? And I was like, this is horrible. What was I thinking? And then I never really? wore it again. Really? Yeah. My mom was pretty pissed. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what happened? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how old, whatever that year was, 84 or 85, whenever it came out that year. Like, uh-huh. John was like, screw this. I'm putting back on my members only jacket. No, see, like we were like <laughs> the we, thriller year, we, basically. Yeah. Probably. That was the beat it jacket. Wasn't it? It was a thriller jacket, I guess. I don't know. The one, the There's red two one. Different ones. Ones. Be- the red one was beat it, I think. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They were okay. Both. With the blue. We had like no money. Like growing up, I was like practically Perfect. poor. So like my mom like put it on layaway for like a month or something. So I think she was especially. Oh, pissed. man. Yeah. Oh, I wow. I didn't think I was going to hate it that much. Were there, are there any <laughs> existing pictures on this planet of you in that jacket? Did your mom De- like, no. I'm taking a picture at least yeah. <laughs> really definitely not uh, I was gonna offer top prize to any listeners there aren't come many up pictures picture. of me like under the age of eight my family was like pretty bored of like taking pictures of their kids by the time i rolled out so. yeah <laughs> it happens if anyone could photoshop a convincing facsimile <laughs> oh, yeah. of a young john riccardi in listeners. one of those jackets you will yeah. be richly oh, rewarded <laughs> let's just put it that way richly rewarded i thought uh, you were calling me smooth criminal because of the uh the youtube conversation we had oh. about <laughs> jj's paranoid oh. about the U- the japan police coming after him <laughs> yeah you may or may not notice new music on the podcast <laughs> uh this edition so um that is courtesy of the japanese government which has right. made it uh what basically illegal to download anything that you can buy kind of well it's the it's funny because let's not get too heavy into it it, it, it doesn't outlaw downloading uh manga or no matter books what books or yeah and it only outlaws music, movies, and TV. Okay. Mm. Because those are all, you know, jazz rack covered things. Jazz mm. rack is that Japan organization that like controls all that crap. Yeah. They're Nobody, like, the like Yaku- everybody hates them. They're like the Yakuza. Shadowy organization. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, well, speaking of that, I don't know how to segue out of a jazz rack conversation, <laughs> but um, to, uh, to John's left, that is. Uh, That's Alex. Oh, to my left, <laughs> to my left, John's right. A little, a little rusty, aren't we? Is, uh, it's been two weeks, man. Yeah. Hiroko Boob Squeeze Minamoto. Boob Squeeze. Boob Squeeze. That's right. That's kind of like Jazz Rack. Yeah. Oh, I remember that conversation. Ah, okay. <laughs> Who are we Who's talking boobs? about? Whose boobs did I want to squeeze? Who are we talking about? Oh, the cosplayer. <gasps> Which one? Oh, oh one of Brad, Brad's, our, Brad's our, Brad's our, Oh, right. Yeah, Brad's so Bates. we had our um, annual... Eight four pre TGS party mm-hmm. and um, yes, friend of the show, Darb, um, Darb brought uh, <laughs> two lovely ladies. Yeah, we say that Darb's right after good. we said, "Oh yeah, Brad, Brad." <laughs> right, um, brought uh, two of his friends who are like I guess big in the cosplaying community. Seemed very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're like apparently pretty famous in the in America or something. Mm. Mm. Brad looked very happy to have his arms around them. Indeed, indeed. yeah. He, liked he wanted to ladies. do the Charmin, the Charmin test, sort of see like what what was going on there. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure, understand, understandable. You need to qualify that statement. That's Definitely true. understandable. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to know how it feels to squeeze boobs that size. Right. <laughs> uh, don't we all? <laughs> Me too. Absolutely <laughs> understandable. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the end here, uh, the anchor. Of the podcast, I guess, <laughs> if you will. Um, I don't know why that is, but okay. That is uh, Brendan Bareback Pritchard. <laughs> what? Bareback? what? Bareback Pritchard. Bareback. 
Why is that, JJ? Why? Uh, I forget the story. It was about like his mom riding bareback on a horse and like going. I don't think it was bareback. I think you added that part. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not true. It was oh, your, okay. you, 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 the story about your mom being on a horse. My mother was riding on a horse in Ireland, yeah. and they were in a tour group with a whole bunch of other horses. And all of a sudden, the horses my, were in the tour group. <laughs> it was, no, it was a, peop, a bunch of a horseback riding tour group. It was a horseback riding tour group, and all of a sudden. My mother's horse just took off gal- at a full gallop with your mom, with my mom on, still on it, bareback. For like, she was not bareback. She was dressed like an Indian, and uh, she was yeah. So had she, a wonderful headdress, wielding a tomahawk, naked from that. Other than that, bareback man. She was actually just lost in the. She was lost in the wilds of uh, Ireland for like an hour until an the horse hour. caught up with the tour group ahead of them. Because apparently the horse was getting bored and wanted to wow. speed things up. Wow. So did she just grab onto the she horse? She just hung on for dear life for about an hour. Oh, my God. That sounds fun. And so when JJ relayed the story, she became bareback. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind just, of image do you have of my saying, mother, JJ? I was, I was just thinking, <laughs> nicknames, <laughs> bareback. Is, All right. Bareback. All right. Well, uh, let's start talking about... Those video games. Enough about horses and jazz rack and other and boobs. And boobs. Yeah. Well, we'll see. There might be something later here, here about <laughs> boobs. But um, okay. uh, what's people's been playing? Uh, people's oh hmm. games. Has stuff. anybody been playing anything? <laughs> JJ, games. you are playing. Uh, let's start off with. Okay, uh, you're playing a game that is new. That probably most people, even are very. Uh, attractive, very intelligent, very mm. Japanese game-focused listeners yeah. might have never heard of. Right. It's basic. well... What's it called? It's called Kokuga. There you go. Um, and that translates to... Uh, Kukabunga. Yeah, Kukabunga. It was something... Uh, uh, Wailing Fang. Wailing Fang. Thank you, Brendan. Why were you waiting to say that? Just say it. I wanted to see you suffer for a little okay. while. Anyways, <laughs> Wailing Fang, which is a pretty cool name. Uh, but the game is... Uh, so it's for 3DS. For 3DS. It's from the maker of singular. Radiant Silver, Silver Gun okay. and Ikaruga. Yes. Mm. So, what do you mean singular? Like, well, this is the guy? It's not... It's not I don't think they're claiming that it's the team that no. made those games. Well, the, the team that made those guy, games is like two or three people. Right, right. So, okay, but even so, like, yeah. at least the guy, like the main guy in charge, probably the right. director, I'm guessing. I'm guessing, yeah. Um, okay. We've talked about it once on the show before. It was shown briefly in a Nintendo Direct, I think. Yeah. Um, a while ago. Very simple, almost like a flat-shaded look. Um, yeah. Overhead, multi-directional scrolling. Uh yeah, okay. it's just uni- like you know eight way scrolling I guess you would call it and uh yeah so you, how does it work you can yeah. you control a tank and then you aim by moving its turret was this game at TGS last year? year may have been oh, I don't okay. think so you so you're aiming its turret you were making a hand motion is that like the L and R the L and R yeah to okay. rotate the turret all right and uh and then wait you're firing just with one of the buttons yeah you fire with one of the buttons and on the touch screen uh you have like a loadout of 16 different power ups mm-hmm. some of them are like you know weapon enhancements like you know spread shot double shot or like a giant napalm bomb or whatever and some of them are more defensive like healing your guy um you can in multiplayer you can uh restore some of your dead uh, co-op players oh that's cool um and it has we should mention it has um one cart multiplayer. Yeah, you can yeah. play with four people on four 3DSs with one game. So yeah. rare nowadays. But no online multiplayer? Yeah, we'll see. That, that's really cool, but it has no online... The game is like... 
bare, bare bones. bones. Yeah. Bare bones bare of bare bones. And it's a sixty. It's a well. Well, I guess it was a fifty dollar game. Let's just say a full price game. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the prices here are different than in America. But right. it's a full price game. It is not worth it. right. And there's like <laughs> ten or eleven stages or something like that. There's have you all, played through it? Like, not all. Not all the way. But the thing is, the game is structured weird. Like you got this grid with all the levels on it. Uh huh. And um, there are three endings on different. Or there's one ending on three different parts of the map, and um, kind of like a star like Darius or something. Yeah, or Darius, where you choose your next stage right. from one or two, and, and it you can actually see the first ending after beating like one or two stages. Okay, well, it's just the first <laughs> ending. But um, apparently, those endings do not because there are different difficulty levels. There's like a normal, hard, and then uh, ultimate or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the endings don't change. So once you beat it once, it's just like okay. There's no well, if you're like playing that kind of game for the ending or well, the story, but the thing is, like, there's no already there gripping no, plot. There are no le- leaderboards. Yeah, okay, that's uh, the, that's bad. The scoring system is very shallow. Basically, you know, you get points for shooting at things, killing things, and if you uh, destroy like a whole segment of enemies before blowing up the base, you get like an extra thing of bonus points. But that's it. That's like right. No combo system. Really, nothing. But uh, isn't it, I really? mean, there's yeah. and no kind of Ikaruga style, you know, weird uh, gameplay system to no. it at all. The the hook is the power ups that just that you're switching between them constantly on the yeah. touch screen. Yeah, it seems weird that you say there's 16 of them, right? 16 because they wear out. Like you 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 pick one and it lasts oh. for 30 seconds and then it wears out and then you've only got the you know. So is it more cerebral where you're like, okay, at this part of the stage, you really want to use a shield. It's random. So What's random? It's the the loadout is random. So oh, you start with a different thing so every there's time. No strategy so at all. There really isn't any strategy. It's, well, the game. Let me back up because the game itself is very difficult, and it is. It's. I hate to make this uh, juxtaposition, but it is almost like a Dark Souls of shooters. Oh because my god! I, uh, every every game is a Dark Souls. Yeah, I know. I know. Suddenly, because it is very like. You go step by step. You can't just like, you know, balls out, go in and shoot everything because you only get like one shot. Like it's like shot, shot, shot. Okay. Just say it's a difficult game. It's a difficult game. But no, well, well, what I, what I mean, <laughs> you go back and get your stuff again. When no, you but what, what, I, or... what I mean is like you don't. You, you just take the one enemy at a time almost. I see. So it's not bullet hell. It's no, it's more... not bullet hell. You're just like, okay, these guys could kill me right. very easily. So I need to go in and think about what I'm doing. Yeah. The thing is, it's just that it's the stages aren't very interesting. Yeah, I'd compare the visual style to like um, viewpoint. Yeah. But, yeah. but not, I mean, I, I really liked the style there. Here, it what I've seen of it didn't look really great. It just right. kind of looked a little low budget, which is fine, especially if the action is good. And mm-hmm. I'm actually actually was excited to play it. I'm still excited to try it with you. Yeah, the especially th- multiplayer because you're playing up to four people. Yeah, at once. And uh, a friend of the show, John Rogers, um, who also bought the game, uh, played it multiplayer. He said you have to play it multiplayer because okay. that's the only really way, oh. real way to play the game. And I want to do it, but uh, I just haven't had a chance yet. Okay, well let's. It's about you're not going to sell it back. At this point, I might. Yeah, like I, it's not a game I would recommend to anybody, right? Unless they, <laughs> unless they really just you know are a fan of just kind of weird ex- experiments. It'd be weird if anyone would pick it up. Even uh, I could see a Tokyo Jungle like thing happening with it, where it gets released on the download e-store. game for five dollars because that's really right. like how much this game is worth. Mm. Uh, yeah, sure. Not heavy praise. Yeah. <laughs> um. So and then I guess um. 
sticking there, why don't we just knock out this Bravely Default stuff? We're not going to really talk about it because we've talked about it so many times. Uh, well, the, the actual game comes out next week. But the oh, actual right. game comes out next week. You guys played the demo. You seem pretty excited about oh, it. Oh, I love it. The demo is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So one of the, well one of the best demos I've ever played. Give me just like oh, a... come on. Give me no, a, let me explain. Well, <laughs> let me explain why it's one of the best demos I've ever In played. In three sentences or less. <laughs> it is a completely... Uh well wait hold on let me back up that's one <laughs> that's, that's one, one. Oh. you burned one three sentences too so you burned one it is a full quest that you will not experience in the real game oh okay that's an that interesting... connects with the full game okay yes. that's a, that's an interesting it's, it's kind of like concept. a dead rising it's like a prologue yeah it has right. multiple it has to... multiple bosses right. and it has a full world map yeah. with cities dungeons you name it and depending on your progress in the demo. Um, you get benefits in the real game. It's basically like you're unlocking trophies in the demo, yeah. which turn into items that you will get when you play the real it game. Also, and it also has That's all good. the Street Pass features. You can play with all the uh, the like the different kinds of job functions cool. and all that stuff. It's it's it was really great it was a lot okay. of fun that's sentence number three so that's cool so um it, it does sound like a like i forget what it was the dead rising two uh, kind of prologue call zero yeah but you uh, had to actually pay for that right um, but that was an interesting way of doing it that's an interesting uh hook for a yeah, demo they, i have to say square did a really good job with this game i think so you guys uh brendan and jg you guys are both on board by it day oh, one yes for sure i, was, I wasn't oh. sure until i played the demo and now i'm definitely day one yeah. cool all right so uh look forward to more of that uh next show John, John is shaking his head. Games. Yeah, I'll save it for when the game comes out. I was <laughs> say I'm not buying it. Play the real game. Um, for more than five minutes. You'll probably still be too busy playing Dragon Quest Ten. I'm right. guessing. <laughs> I'm like 150 um, hours now or something. Do you buy oh, your wow. house? It's not. They're not for sale yet. Oh, okay. That's uh, Monday. Do you have the money for it? No, I've only got, I've got like fifty thousand, so I can I have like ten percent of what you need. Yeah, so there's a holiday coming up uh, this next Monday in Japan, right? And they're releasing a like a patch. Supposedly, I guess? That, that's the first major update, but they actually haven't confirmed that that's the date. A couple oh. of press sites did, but they were oh. like, we haven't said yet. But I mean, it seems it's a holiday. It was it would be a good day to do it. Sports hmm. day. Is that what it Taikunuhi. is? Yeah. yeah. Sports day. Stay inside. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Inside. I'm going to stay inside and play all day for sure. Um, so what What? What are the highlights? Just real quick. You can The house thing, which we've talked about on the show before, is going to mm-hmm. go into effect. The two new classes is the big thing. Oh, like okay. Now there's you know classes that like kind of what we – I don't know what they call them in English, but they're like advanced jobs basically. So you know you can actually start digging in a little deeper and getting cooler moves and cooler stuff and actually going beyond the, what you've built up so far. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I still play pretty much every free night I have, which isn't, you know, maybe three nights a week, but I mean, I've, I still really am really into it. And you haven't maxed out your character even in one job yet, right? right? I'm like level Close. 46 in one job, so I'm four levels away from the cap, but they're going to raise the cap next week too to 55 if <laughs> after you do a quest, so. So will you get any more, like, skills or anything i think so yeah you'll get, they're also that's another thing they're doing is they're introducing this thing where it's for you do a quest and you can actually i don't know exactly how it works but i think you can basically like undo a skill that you got to put the points back and like respec a little bit wow. so um so, so there's if, that but then I, and obviously there's going to be new skills like for the new jobs and stuff so oh but know. not for the like so you'll have an extra five levels with no new skills no, you'll get it's not new skills. The skill tree for each job is set, but you'll get you'll be able to get more points to put into that, which is, you know, gives you an opportunity to get more stuff than you had before. So, it's definitely a good thing. I probably see. with five levels you probably get like 15 more points or something to put into your your different categories. So, oh. people um, who played 9 will totally know what we're talking about. Like that's that was 9 had the exact same system basically. Okay. Uh to the moon. 
You've been to playing. the moon. Yeah, Try I bought. So bang, now that I have a computer which we're using to record this podcast, too, yeah. uh, the, that can play our PC poor, games. Sick <laughs> old computer. Everybody, please wish our Pour one out. <laughs> our big giant. What would you call that? What are those called? It's a Mac, Pro, Mac right? Pro. Tower. It's a Mac Pro. It's a tower. Yeah. Um, it's one of the quad, big goddamn quad core it's about Mac a Pro. Eighty pound <laughs> computer. Um, <laughs> is like three, four years currently ago. sick. All we really use it for is this podcast. Yeah. But uh, we're hoping it's not dead. We're hoping there's some yeah. way to save it. It um, couldn't take the five weeks in a row, like 20, that's right. 20 hours plus that's that's podcasting. That's we, enough, guys. We ran it like a fucking mule. <laughs> I'm um, and yes, it basically is cashed out. So we're trying to see if uh, if we can get it fixed. But so wish it well, please. Yes. But um, yes, send your good vibes. We promise not to ride it bareback anymore. <laughs> but to the to the moon. Oh. Bang! Zoom to the moon. It's a PC indie game uh, that came out like a year ago, but it just came out on Steam like two weeks ago. So um, I picked it up on Steam the other night. Um, it's a it's a two D RPG. It was actually made in RPG Maker. I don't know if you know if you're familiar with that. It's like a, a little bit PC like RPG creation mm-hmm. kit thing. not the playstation uh was it playstation one type i don't of think RPG so i don't know if they're related or not though i don't think so i mean that was the same kind God, of thing i hope not but but anyway it's got like sort of chrono trigger-esque graphics but it's basically like this sort of 2d overhead rpg engine but it's kind of more of an adventure game at least in the first like two hours there's no combat there's you know, just I, like i was looking at the steam page i didn't see any screenshots of combat yeah it's so it's like it's like an rpg shell with like an adventure game inside kind of you like explore like you would in an rpg you know walking around clicking on items and stuff but then you get like you get items uh that like you kind of do these puzzles and they're like log- they're like the puzzles where you like um, you'll have to collect like five things of an item. But let me back up. Basically, the story is this old guy is dying in the beginning and he's on his deathbed and these people can like give you your last wish. So his wish was to go to the moon. They have this like machine that can basically go through your memories and like let you play out Who your are life these dream. These are just two main characters. They're just people with a machine. Oh, um, they don't really explain <laughs> it in the beginning. Like, okay. um, and so the game starts out with him on his deathbed and it kind of so far anyway, goes backwards. You're like, you'll look up recent, you'll dig up recent memories of his and then explore them and then find clues and items in there that you can use to then go back to like a, another memory further back. And like, you like so feed these memories to the machine or something. You, and then you, it, you do, I, you know, I don't, I don't remember like the words, the terminology they use in the game, but you like basically pick up these items and like, like for the first one, there was like this umbrella basically. And you have to go around and five, find like five different memories. You put them in the umbrella for whatever reason. And then like, basically this like little puzzle thing comes up on screen. And then it's like, you basically solve the puzzle what that, kind of puzzle? Like it's a like, latent it's like puzzle? Kind of, yeah. It's like there's like... A logic um, puzzle. Yeah, yeah. A very simple like thing with like tiles that flip over and stuff. And you erase all the tiles, make the image, and then you can like cool kind spot. of proceed in the game. I didn't play Cool Spot. Okay. Um, it's really simple. It's super simple. But the thing that's nice about it is actually it's, it's written pretty well. And it's like got a inter- really interesting story. It's an interesting concept. You're like digging through this guy's memories go to go back in time so he can live out his dream to go to the moon. And the music is really good, too. They got the chick who did the... Um, Plants vs. Zombie soundtrack. Okay. She was on the Play for Japan album too. That Laura Shigihara. She's just it's really nice, like piano music. Like it, it feels it makes you feel like the game is pro- more serious than it looks. Like you feel like you're playing a dramatic like story, even right. though you're like looking at like Chrono Trigger graphics. Is the um is the story voiced or are you just reading text? On it's all text. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all text. It's really simple. It's kind of humorous, but you know, it it's it. I just figured it's ten bucks and I'll try it because it looks kind of nice. I um, thought it was gonna be more like an RPG, but it, the story is kind of interesting. Kind of hooked hmm. me. So you're gonna keep playing it? You think? Yeah, I am. I am. It's got a good. It has like an 83 Metacritic or something too. Like I mm, guess it was oh. well received. I, you know, I don't. I have. I'm not like a big PC. Don't gamer, bring up Metacritic score. Come on. Why you on don't this like show is a sign of quality? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like <laughs> that's 
it's just, that's what they want you to do. Well, that's what they want you to actually, do. Actually, is this, I, is this a just, precursor to the uh, Biohazard Six talk? No, although what uh, is it at right now? I don't even. It's like, like sub seventy. Okay, like sixty-five. I, think I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with like using uh, Metacritic as a very basic no. level of what critics think. It's I a mean, slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, but I mean, if everybody says it's good, every critic says it's good, it's unlikely that it's bad, right? I mean, or if every critic says Biohazard Six is crap, it's well, unlikely that it's good. Anyway, well, that's the thing. Re Six was like all over the scale. Yeah, so it's kind of hard. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell just by reading the number where it actually uh, stands, like on an individual level. I got a pretty negative impression pretty quick. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> Fours yeah. and threes and yeah. I one thing that uh, on the on the scale, just not to go too far into the RE six discussion, but I don't know if you noticed this. I think it was the Destructoid review complained that there was some not enough ammo uh, anywhere. I saw that, and then the Eurogamer review. Too much, too much you ammo. Must have about that or something because I saw that. Uh, no, somebody, somebody else. That it was. Uh, I think it was Andrew mm. Alfonso. Too. Oh right. Um, so um, one, actually, two other games: Super Crate Boy. Now, Box, Super Crate Box. Super yeah. Crate Box. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I think we talked about that on the show. <laughs> Sorry, once I before. misread this. Yeah, no, we have. So um, now for Vita. Now for Vita with the D-pad so you can actually play it. Because it was a really cool iOS game that, you know, suffered from not having any real controls because it was touch, you know, touch controls. Now there's a D-pad you can actually play. It's pretty cool. So it's good? Better? Yeah, it's like four bucks. I mean, it's, it's better because it's playable. It's no different. It's the same exact game. but Which you pretty much loved before. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really cool concept. I mean, is, you your, just... is your score higher now that you've got real controls? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, it's still not that high. Though. I'm surprised. It's not like it, I thought it was going to get much easier, but it's still pretty complicated. Yeah, it's just now, at least I feel like I'm losing because it's my fault and not because the controls were mm. in the way. You know. <laughs> then on the other hand, you have all those good or and or interesting games, and then you're playing Earth Defense Force Three Portable, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. <Vita. laughs> awesome. Did you ever at any point like Earth Defense Force, Mark? Uh, I I like the I've always liked the idea of it. Okay, I've always liked the. Yes, the concept of it. And the first time when it came out, it was so horrible and repulsive, but I still kind of really wanted to love it because yeah. it was like, you know, what was it? A simple 2000 game, I yeah. think. And the it was PS2 one, yeah. so out of nowhere and such a cheap little budget thing. It was almost kind of like an indie vibe where it's like, oh, you know, I want you right, to do right, good right. there, little guy. But like <laughs> not enough to actually be able to play that giant steaming pile of fucking horse shit. not a pile of horse shit at all. <laughs> This is one of those things where I'm just not even going to be able to discuss it because he's just going to argue about it till the end, like with the with, Game Boy. With logic. No logic. The game <laughs> is to fight your, your irrational love of these horrible controlling. It's not horrible controlling. Chunky, it controls fine. shitty graphic. It, graphics are fine. Like, I will say this. They have an awesome <laughs> advertisement for it on YouTube that you should really find, that everybody should watch, that's really funny. It's like two and a half minutes long. The real, the real world one with like real people, right? Yes, yeah. it's like live action. Um, that is more enjoyment <laughs> than I've gotten out of no, all the games no. put together. So wait, well, then why didn't you try out the American made one? That is kind the of the American made one is crap. I guess John, he is. It's John not, did yeah, play it's, that. It's, oh well, I mean that's garbage. Why is that's it? people who like oh. looked at what they saw from the real game and tried to copy it without actually understanding what was fun about it. It was okay. way too smooth and uh, <laughs> didn't recreate the uh, horrible backwards ass controls. Of I don't the, understand why you're, the controls are normal. Uh, What's, the controls are fine. 
And in the next one, the controls are even more fine because they're just oh, like Halo. Oh, the controls are fine. How can some things be more fine? <laughs> they're more fine. They're finer. Uh, yeah. Well, no. In the in four, they're d- dual stick. So I mean, but go ahead. On Vita, it's dual stick too. I mean, the right stick controls Say the camera, piece. the left stick controls. I, don't, I mean, people have played it. The... It's, it's EDF. I think they call it 2017 in the U.S. It was on Xbox only. It's that game. Xbox 360. Right. Xbox 360. It's that game, but with online multiplayer, uh, four player online multiplayer on Vita, which basically. is great, and that's, that's it. Awesome. It actually looks pretty much the same. I'm actually having a really weird problem. Like this game is known because they don't. There is there is sometimes thousands of bugs on the screen and there's slowdown, right? Yeah. And it's always been known for that. Like, those, are, those are the best parts. That's no, a I, I think, I think that's awesome. a feature. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's really it's really fun when the shit gets like totally hectic. But yeah, mine is like it's bugging out like hardcore. Like it like I'm talking like literally like five frames five frames a second. And everyone I know cannot imagine. <laughs> everyone I know is playing it doesn't have the problem though. So I think my either my memory card or my Vita is like screwed or something. That's really weird. It is. Like everyone I asked like six different people who are playing it, nobody yeah. has this problem. Wow, so but, somehow I got like wrapped into a th- Twitter thread about that and got like six thousand <laughs> tweets from various people like ah oh, it's totally fine on mine. I hate when that happens. They all they all got the download version and I got the card version. So I wonder if it has to do with the card. But like you would wow. think people would be that would be about weird that on the internet so well not know. with that series because people are like yep man this is the earth defense force i know and love no it's like this is <laughs> five frames a second this is like mm, buttery smooth <laughs> love it they think it's just bullet time you know it's I, all matrix I, I, I these controls i'm like <laughs> aiming where i want this is horrible who, who, who messed with if you my if you own an xbox and you haven't played this yet you could probably get that game for like probably five dollars now i highly encourage you to try it it is awesome it's probably like in my top three favorite xbox games it's so fun that is amazing i will say it has a lot of fans i am definitely in the minority <laughs> it's really what? fun i'm serious <laughs> As with, like what you're I trying to compliment minority. it has fans yes. i'm not of course it does <laughs> no i'm just saying like i acknowledge <laughs> the fact that that i'm in the minority with this game but i fucking yeah. despise it yeah um the i think voice it's so overrated horrible and bugs and like the, it's, it's, it's the most it adrenaline. should be good for those all the reasons you say it's the it most adrenaline be pumping game i've ever played it's just like should you be. can't not want to like go outside and lift a truck after you've played like edf <laughs> you're like so pumped up oh dear <laughs> um, all right, so I guess I think that's mostly it for games, except we played one other game we were talking about uh, just briefly, Bara Body Ball. Yeah. Which is a little... Bara, uh, I think it's actually Bara, bara Body Ball. Bara Body Ball. When I first saw it, I thought it was Japanese for something, because yeah, that like, sounds Japanese. Bara sounds body, Japanese. Yeah. Right? But uh, I asked Noah, the guy who's making it, and he said it was uh, an Indian word. Which I can't remember the meaning, but yeah. Hey. Where, where was it? Wailing Fang or something? No, it was, <laughs> it was like pe- peace or inter- I don't know. <laughs> so it's like not a, nearly as oh, interesting. Sorry, it was conflict. <laughs> Wait, totally peace? opposite. No, it, it was it was conflict. All right, oh. so it is like a two-player game, head to head, very simple, almost like up to four players, isn't it? Atari I think it's up to four twenty-six hundred really? graphics, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. so. We played it right, two-player. Right. You're basically, I, I think it's only two player because you're basically two people on two sides of the screen. Maybe there's teams. Uh, that's true. There are right. teams, yeah. Uh, okay. And you're trying to throw a ball. If there's get, not, we just said there are, so he has to put it in. So. <laughs> <laughs> trying to throw a ball past the other team to basically land on the ground, which scores a point. Right. Water, and it's yeah. kind of hard to explain. If you uh, YouTube it, you can uh, check it out. Um, I think it's got like tons of potential. I, totally. I was having a lot of fun. We were all out uh, drinking and just had it on a laptop, and we were playing it. Um, so I wanted to give him a little bit of uh, of love there and attention. So one to watch. I don't. I have no idea if it's. I mean, I assume it's coming to 
to Steam and whatever, but I have no idea about platforms or really anything about it. But uh, does anybody? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, well, okay. That's it. For All right. Games. We played a lot of games. We played a lot, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm happy people Tons. are enjoying Tokyo Jungle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody's talking about listening it. Listening to a lot of... Uh, a lot of really good praise from the... Impressions uh, out there. I think it definitely found press. its niche at the price point that... Mm. Um, that it hit. I would love to see sales numbers because I'm, I'm a lot of people like the the diehard um, game import importer types. Yeah, um, I, I knew would be on board, but actually a lot of people seem to be a lot of like a wider audience seems to be actually trying it out just because of the premise. Um, it's like the Katamari of the this generation. Kind of. Patrick was really big on it on the Giant Bombcast. They almost like did they like kind of didn't believe him at first. They like challenged him to like they thought he was, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's really into it. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's got, you know, rough edges for sure, but it's one of those really interesting games with rough edges and absolutely at 15 bucks or if you're a PlayStation Plus member, I it's think it's the, like twelve or something. It's or the 10. Dark Souls wow. of Animal. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic animal <laughs> yeah. games, JJ. I have actually heard of it. Really, I have too. Actually, <laughs> Dark Souls. Yeah. He was at the director Kataoka-san was at our party, and yeah. we made sure to let him know that like we were the ones who like spread the word first, <laughs> like a year and a half ago. Or whatever. You owe us. Knew about yeah. Royalties, game. please. He was yeah. very thankful. He's actually yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, so let's get into news. 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 That's not the news theme song. <laughs> Um, download that off of YouTube. Man, so, I am off tonight. A lot of <laughs> a lot of Nintendo stuff in the news. Yeah, because they had like 18 Nintendo Directs. You never hear about Nintendo on this podcast, but we're going to talk about Nintendo <laughs> this time. Um, yeah, it was like, hey, hey, Nintendo Direct, five seconds, go! Like, <laughs> like, I love how Twitter like exploded too. Everybody, nobody knew what to do. Everybody scrambled. Well, they did this, this stupid fucking thing where they like they told the press there's going to be a Nintendo Direct in two hours. Well, you know, I'm watch not out sure, for it. I'm not sure what happened because it was like they told one press guy. They told ah, like see. Rich at IGN, and everybody was like. This is happening, right? I might have just been like a conversation, mm, like, "Oh, yeah. by the way, there's like yeah. a Nintendo Direct happening," right? But it was like, uh, "Was this really happening?" And then it turned out it was one of the um, the kind of not so important Nintendo <laughs> Directs, so it made sense that it was kind of played down. Let's let's tackle that one first. So that one was about. Uh, it turned out that it was about DLC for uh, New Super Mario Brothers Two. Right, um, the end of an era, which is actually what do you mean I, the end of an era, just of, of DLC less Mario games. Is that a bad thing? Or I don't like DLC. Really? I'm, I'm happy that they're they're putting out new content. Well, that new content being um, out now, I guess it came out October really? 4th, I want to say. In, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Japan, October 2nd, and in America, October 4th. Nice. $2.50 for um, th- each of three different packs, Gold Rush Pack, uh, Coin Challenge Pack A, and nerve rack pack intense new courses designed for veteran players looking for new challenges john that sounds like you it looked really good the video made it made it look really interesting like like really hardcore sort of challenging levels looked exciting to play i that want to try it good i yeah. actually beat uh, that game when you beat it first it? came out a few really? months ago but and i thought it was too easy yeah so it doesn't surprise me that they're going to release like they released the harder modes. What was your overall, like, besides too easy? Oh, what really? else did you think about it? I mean, I beat it in a day. It was really easy, but... Uh, really? I still haven't finished like, it. There, like, there weren't a lot six. of... There weren't beat a lot it in of, a day? Yeah, it was pretty easy. That's you're talking I, about... You're not talking about 3D Land, right? You're talking about... Super, new, new Super Mario okay. Brothers 2. Uh, yeah, so I... 
basically, you know, there weren't any like memorable levels. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like Mario World or Mario Three. You remember every yeah. level. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like every other new Super Mario Brothers game. But <laughs> yo, ho, ho, shots fired. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was Nintendo Direct number one, and then there were two others. Wait, um, there were. Yeah, I think yes. I totally missed these. Really? You may have. You were, yeah. Like, you came in. Uh, well, we were in early that day. So oh, there was the there was the Animal Crossing one, right? There was the right. Animal Crossing one. Well, it was actually like a more of a 3ds themed one. Um, oh that yeah, one I heard about. Talked this. about okay. a bunch of new bundles uh, announced for Japan only at this point uh, on November first. Uh, Nintendo is going to release first of all an all black uh, 3ds XL yeah. here or LL. Um, same price, and there's going to be a Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate bundle with the game comes preloaded on an SD card. Wait, what? Monster Hunter on an SD card? Yes, sir. Suddenly, no folks. We did not actually like plan this out. John is not reading off the cue card. That, that was, was a sincere <laughs> surprise yeah. reaction because they announced a bunch of games that will be available on yes, uh, for download, but Monster did. Hunter wasn't one of them. Well, it is. Now it is. No, I mean, if you buy the system. It's loaded on it. I want to be able to buy it separately so I can not carry it with me everywhere. For, ah, so you can I always have slot. it on me. Yeah. yeah. Like, there were no third-party games, right, on that no, list anyway? No, not that I saw. Except for Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean uh, you mean uh, talking about the like download titles? Hey, right. a bit, just wait. We're going to get to that. Um, so, actually, this, um, this bundle... The regular all-black 3DS XL, of course, costs the same amount that it always does. The Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate bundle sells for uh, 21,800 yen, which is about... That's not much of a deal. Well, you're getting Monster Hunter for 3,000, about 2,900 yen, basically. Okay, Um, well, that's that's not bad. That's what it comes down to, which for Japan is probably a savings of what? Like, off the the retail price? Almost almost half. 1,800 or something? Okay. So um, then on November 8th, there's a custom-designed Animal Crossing jump out, Mm -hmm. which is the new 3DS game coming out, uh, 3DS XL. It's called Um, Jump Out? I think in America. I guess this is the uh, gamematsu.com, which never has been wrong as far as I know. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never fucking heard of it, but yeah. they're well, providing they're our news. So Andrea saying is gone. Oh, yeah, it's chaos. The <laughs> world is in chaos. Crazy yeah. days. Um, so uh, let's see. So yes, the there. Oh, there is going to be a Animal Crossing jump out Nintendo Direct on Friday. October on Friday at eight o'clock. Fifth. So basically Japan, today, right as you're listening to this, you're getting this. Yeah. So there'll probably be more information of that. The uh, 3ds 3ds XL looks very much. Actually, there's another one designed the same way. Yeah, they're, they're very Louis, Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. Yeah, style. It's kind of cool though. It's white. It's got little different shit on it. Um, <laughs> I could see girls like buying the shit out of that. Yeah. Right. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I think that's part Are of the reason. Are you saying reason. only girls like Louis Vuitton 3DSs and pink 3DSs, JJ? No, but I'm just saying that that is like the, the colors and everything is like yes. right in the girls market. So okay, that, also, that yeah. also comes preloaded on an SD card. And then finally, November 15th, so it's like one each week, um, they're coming out with the new Super Mario Brothers 2 themed 3DS XL. Uh, pretty like much strawberry or something, right? A thousand yen more than the Monster Hunter Three Ultimate one. It's yeah, it's kind of like red. It's got, but it's got the little sprinkled things, kind of in the Louis kind of style as well. Mm. That's also the game is loaded on an SD card. Why is that more than the Monster Hunter one? Um, because game it's newer? a newer game. Oh. Hmm. Well, what game is it? The New Super Mario Brothers Two. Ah, 
Hmm. Pay attention. Come on. They're going nuts with the 3DS uh, LL. Dude, so this is, these are all ridiculously smart moves going into the holiday. But also Monster Hunter, you've sold that to like mm-hmm. already anybody who is like super hardcore. But now that audience is broad enough that, okay, now it's time to expand it. So now you package it in with yep. people who still don't own the hardware. Fucking brilliant. Yep. And you're, they're getting the new... Bigger, better hardware. Yep. Same thing with Mario. That's going to get a bunch of people who are like, okay, well, this thing's just coming packed in. Yeah. Animal Crossing, same deal. That is a that is a system seller for certain people. That yes. is a only yeah. game that some people will ever buy a system for and mm-hmm. play. Yep. And so now you get a system themed around it. It's really smart. They're already like creaming the competition, but this is just going to pull it out even further. Like, yeah, this is no hope. This not look make things look good for Vita going mm-hmm. into. Uh, holiday season went uh, slash winter at least in Japan. Yeah. Then there was a separate, uh, really short Nintendo Direct focusing on the 3DS eShop, which is basically like this is the eShop. This is yeah. how it works. This is what you do. This is where you can buy the cards. This is how you put in the code and an email. And I mean, it was very like, hey, mom or kid right, or right. anybody who doesn't know what the internet is, here's how this works, which, you know. It's not a bad idea. No, I mean, not bad idea. Plenty, plenty of people who probably have no clue about it. Maybe maybe so. They got to get on YouTube to see it, but oh well. Um, <laughs> people so know where YouTube is. They also um, announced in, during that on November 1st, there's a bunch of 3DS retail titles that are going to be avail- made available on the 3DS eShop in Japan. Mario Tennis Open, Mario Kart 7, Super Mario 3D Land, Star Fox 64, Zelda Green of Time, Pilot Wings Resort, a couple others. Um, so kind of slowly we are moving into the digital future. Yeah. <laughs> along with Thank Sony, God. who is um, now basically pushing as of October, right? Mm. Um, the big retail games are available day and date for download. And right. Alex, you actually... Yeah, my RE6 on PS3 was the download. Because version. it came out two days earlier in uh, the States than Japan, uh, officially, did, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. But you're still going to get the box copy, right? I already got it. I was going to say. He's every box copy <laughs> around the world. Did you have the 360 and the PS3 one? Yep. Both boxed? Uh, Yep. Japan and America. Let me ask you this. If the 360 offers a download version of it later, will you get that? Well, probably. Why? So, you know, I don't have to For ever load the sake. disc. All right. I could leave the box on what the about, shelf. What about it makes the, me feel dirty. What about the Euro versions? What, you don't like Europe? Well, I'm, this is a Europe-loving podcast, you can, Alex, no, not you to brag, know. Not to brag, but I'm going to Europe in three weeks for vacation. So oh. To pick up Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil shop, yes, Resident Evil shopping is definitely oh on that itinerary. Oh, my goodness. Of course, of course. Well, um, sticking uh, with Nintendo... Metroid Prime developer Retro Studios working on, quote, fantastic project for Wii U, unquote. Thanks uh, for this story and a bunch of others uh, to The Verge, Polygon. Hmm. Um, this is what I like to call non-news news. Um, basically, right. <laughs> all that happened was Nintendo America President Reggie fils said, you know, when asked by Geoff Kahili. <laughs> I think that's Kegheli. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, Gioif. Our friends at Retro. Gioifu. Um, uh, on uh, GTTV about what Retro had going on, it's like, 
you know, oh, I could get fired if I do talk about that. But rest assured, Mr. Miyamoto and the rest of EAD are working on fantastic projects. Rest assured that Retro is working on a fantastic project. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Everybody's working on fantastic <laughs> projects. So basically what he said is, in effect, Retro Studios still exists. Yeah, yes. And they I are working on a project. <laughs> They're not sitting in their lounge playing pool all day. Still, yeah. it is happy news. <laughs> yes. And it's as sad as it is because you hear nothing at all about it. So right. you even hear their name mentioned on the lips of anyone high up at Nintendo is exciting. What would people want them to be working on? Don't say your fucking Star Fox <laughs> No, I, I would like to see them do something original. I, I just I just want to see them pull Metroid out of the gutter that... Uh, that too. That, the, mm. that I would, would love nice. to see... They threw it in last year. I would love to see a Wii U Metroid Prime. Like, yeah, totally... Like a real one. Revamped. That screen, man. That's, like, totally, like, right out of the game anyway. Yeah, if they could do it and use it in this, the screen in a way that was not annoying or gimmicky... Even strap it to your face and it's like your visor. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, there you Make go. Make the next Metroid Prime where you play as the baby. <laughs> the baby Metroid, <laughs> but but think about it. Like as often as you consult the map, even in the yeah. Metroid Prime, even just having the map, put the map on the thing. Yeah. That would be great. Right. Yeah, like and and then maybe you know, there's a couple other nice uses for it. But like somebody to really show what that hardware is capable of, and like beautiful 1080p visuals, like I, retro studio stuff at 1080p. I would love Definitely. to see some of that stuff. It'd be um, beautiful. Yes. Nobody, anybody else, anybody other other ideas? No one's going to be like Clue Clue Land or throwing out like some of that bullshit. Uh, Another Donkey Kong maybe? Like, I, I remember that's was great. not a bad and it sold well. Yeah, there was a, there was a rumor about that, right? Like, but like I, I like I feel their talents are wasted. I mean, the game was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but I feel like their talents are wasted on like a 2D side scroller. Mm. I, I really wish they would do something just mm. like mm, that's true. balls out awesome. You want new IP basically. New IP, yeah. Nintendo needs new IP. That I agree with. This hmm. is true. Um, all right. So Wii U, speaking of that, survey in Japan uh, reveals excitement with a little trepidation. Thanks to Mr. Kevin, friend of the show, Kevin Gifford, writing this up on The Verge. Uh, and all those sorts of things. Magazine, yes. <laughs> uh, recent survey of 1,000 gamers. <laughs> um, this was in late September on their website. Uh, this is pretty surprising, actually. Yeah, Maybe actually. only people who want are interested in Wii U responded, but like 45% of responders said they plan to purchase a Wii U system on launch day. And this is over a 1,000 gamers. Granted, it's going to Famitsu's website, but still, with another 37% claiming they'll buy it at some later date. So this is kind of the equivalent of people going, like, this is kind of the game informer of mm. Japan. So if you imagine that, that's like, wow, okay, that's pretty fucking high. I mean, 45 and 37 adds up pretty damn near close to 100%. Yeah, right. Um, the main reason cited was the launch lineup. Um, and no surprise to anyone, the HD version of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, mm-hmm. which, which looks so good. Yeah, why don't we just talk about that now? So pictures of that came out. Yeah, yesterday. And a little bit more information leaked out about it. Yep. 1080p, like true 1080p. Real, honest to God, 1080p. <laughs> 60 frames a second? Yep. That They, they said that. I hope they said that. <laughs> okay, because you said that, but I didn't read that in the story. I think they said that. Yeah. People have been saying that on really? and everything, yeah. Because that would be pretty amazing. And yeah, they released like actual resolution screenshots that you can I have, see on I have a Capcom big monitor. Japan's website. Yeah. And those screenshots took up all my monitors. Oh, God, it looks so <laughs> good. I can't wait to just... I mean, we've been stuck playing it on a portable for like the last year and a half or whatever it's yeah. been. I cannot wait to get back to playing it on a big TV. It does make me oh. wish, and I hope we talked about this... Not on the podcast, but um, or maybe even on the podcast, but with four 
Monster Hunter 4, I hope when they create it, they're creating the higher res version of the models and stuff. Uh, it and looks really makes, good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It looks really good. But it also, at the same time, makes me think. I mean, you'll see some elements in the backgrounds and stuff. Super colorful, really gorgeous stuff. Do not do not get me wrong. But at the same time, it does make me think like, oh, my God, when these guys actually develop, even if for a current quote-unquote next-gen system like a 360 or ps3 or wii u if you categorize it that way holy shit like they're gonna do some amazing stuff if they ever made a modern console version again it's gonna be fucking amazing does anyone know if four is running on framework because that i think it is would be key because 3g is the first one of monster hunter games that were running on empty framework and that's why it was very easy for them to port it up you know to wii u i'm sure the ass some of those assets had to be like that to begin with because even the ground textures and stuff look pretty good like on the on the upscale version right you got to think they had that in mind from the start i hope so like i would love to see like full geometry full textures full i mean even a whole new game outside of four like i'm sure it'll like, if anything it would be a 4g or full something but sound and everything too Man, does yeah awesome. like is, is it visually based on the wii one or the 3ds one 3DS. Or it's, it's, a, it's the 3ds one it's mm. it's basically which I looks mean, better than the wii one in a lot of oh, really? ways not every way but in most ways yeah yeah uh we should just talk about that now so other things they showed in the uh, Famitsu, the, the, that uh, Japanese magazine, they showed like kind of what some of the things you can be doing with your Wii U screen. Yeah, which is it, it's basically like the bottom screen of the 3DS, right? Yeah, right. You can customize yeah. it. A little disappointing in that part because it looks like I mean I don't know if you noticed, but it doesn't actually take up the whole Wii U gamepad yeah. screen. It's like they didn't redo any could, of the. You arts. can move it either in the left, in the middle, or the right, but then there's like a black bar on the other, you know, wherever it's uh, not, which is like, why put some art there or something, like, you know. Right. But still, it is really nice to have that option, to have that there on the screen. And you can mm. be playing locally. This is pr- already known, but you can be playing locally with three 3DS players, yep. which is pretty cool. Um, and you can, yeah, shave, save your share, your save data between the 3DS and Wii U versions. Um, free yeah, they said they're going to have an app. Yeah, data migration for, for 3DS coming it's, soon. And that they also awesome. showed uh, some of the online interface and all that kind of stuff. It looked really nice. Yeah, they you know, the one the nice thing about this, the big difference between this HD, uh, whatever you want to call it, remaster, and the like the PSP slash PS3 one is they redid all the menus. Like, all the menus are HD, too. On the PSP yeah. one, on the yeah. PS3 one, it was ugly as hell because, like, yeah. it was just, like, these 2D PSP graphics blown up to, like, 10 yeah. times. It looked, like, disgusting. That's terrible. Indeed. So this looks oh. really pretty. They implemented chat functionality too, like like the PSP game. Nothing was added to it; it was just high res. But this has like functionality for like menus and 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 chat stuff. You, for the you could you could chat through ad hoc party, but you could only enter in like fifteen letters. <laughs> I know. Before you I had know. to press enter, do you I'm know? Really excited. Do you know if the online play is like international, so you can play against people from other? I countries? don't know. I doubt it. I, I don't it know too. if they've talked about it, but it just seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't. I, they've never had that, like that before. So. I wouldn't want to play with all the rude foreigners, anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's um, a bummer that you know I've spent all be, that time yeah. on the Japanese 3DS game. I would, I, you know, if I want to play with people in America, I would have to start over a new game, which is kind right. of a bummer. Um, speaking of Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Four has a second new weapon. What could it be? What could it be? What do people uh, want? I'm, I'm thinking uh, uh, dual wielding pistols. <laughs> hmm, chainsaw yeah interesting idea because i think they need a new uh uh ranged weapon and i think yeah. they need a ranged weapon with high mobility i was gonna like it's Portal weird gun. that the bow gun thing is so on its own yeah in right. that game it's got its whole own like 
control system and schemes and all these things and it would be cool well you've got the gun lance now remember the gun well, the gun is lance is it, but you don't aim it like the the, yeah. the bow it doesn't work at all like the bow has its own set of controls mm. right so like oh i thought you were talking about the bow gun oh the bow and the bow gun both have their own separate right thing. yeah so I, I i want something that's more like a defensive like uh buff class i mean that's as close as monster hunter gets yeah it would be cool if there was something more well that's i mean the hunting horn the hunting horn is similar to that what i was thinking with the dual pistols is like you know when you're climbing up walls you'll be able to shoot with one of the pistols when you're climbing on top of a monster you can shoot Mm. like you can move around that's a good way to think about it it's probably going to be something that takes advantage of like the sort of just like the pole vault thing did right with the the new weapon so yeah i'm excited that's what i'm thinking or like some sort of like claw i don't know maybe Back to the Wii U survey, um, another interesting little bit about it. 72% of the uh, potential Wii U purchases saying they were going to get the premium set, um, which a lot of people are kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Why is there a reason, especially in Japan, yeah. um, when there's um, not Why the Why is there a reason in Japan what? To get the premium set. Dragon Quest 10, maybe. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, you've got the Dragon Quest beta, and then you've got just, you've, well, just the memory. Even the memory alone yeah. is But still the memory it. isn't really worth the money, right, at right. all? Um, Probably. And you're gonna have but to these are for Mitsu so. readers, so they're going to be more the hardcore crowd anyway. I feel like they would yeah. just buy the premium set by what, default. Yeah. It's, a, it's a small price difference, really, <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things. I think so, too. I don't yeah. think it's like big enough. I think it's worth it to just get Not Plus, black 24. is way nicer than white. I don't know. Well, much I'd, have the black one. Uh, I'd rather have the white one, no fingerprints. There you go. Uh, the re- there's a, also a little bit about retailers being nervous that they're going to get enough. Like, uh, newsflash, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, boy. Here we go again. Wii U is, quote, more indie-friendly than Wii ever was. Not saying much. Says Chasing Roar <laughs> yeah. developer. Yeah, world's tallest midget. I heard um, I heard a lot about that at E3, though, actually. Like, the people, they are, they are actually, they were actually actively approaching indie developers, like, you know, last year, basically, trying to get p- projects to fund, like, which is not Nintendo-like at all, you know? So, granted, this was in an interview with official Nintendo magazine, um, but the... Uh, these developers, uh, broken rules, who are making, who made, and yet it moves, and they are developing this game, Chasing Aurora, for the Wii U eShop. We're basically saying that Nintendo's doing everything. This console much more open, social, and indie friendly than the Wii ever was. Um, you know, the Wii U and its various controller configurations calls for experimental games of all kinds, which I think is That's absolutely true. totally yeah. true. Mm. And they really need indie devs on there. Yeah. Um, hopefully this is all true, but, um, yeah. And I think they said they're using like Weverse. They're able to use that and really? stuff. They're trying to have this game out for the Wii U launch in November. We'll, we'll see. There's a teaser trailer. Well, they just announced unity there. too, right? For Wii U. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah. big too. I mean, like I always, I always thought that developers. the, like the, that the problem was like on the Nintendo side where, you know, yes. Oh, definitely. Everything you had, like all the paperwork you had to submit, you know, uh, I don't know getting if it was your game onto the WiiWare and that was a big problem. Paperwork as or much, paperwork, but there was, but, it was a whole host of things. Let's yeah, not right. even get into it. Right. But yeah, I mean, it was like Xbox Live Arcade and PSN have more recently. We was kind of the canary in the coal mine of eShop also being pretty good initially to people who were there early and then pretty much just completely flatlining. There was an article on Hachima the other day that was like, it's been almost a full year since a WiiWare game has been uh, released Jesus. on the Wii in Japan. Really? really? Yeah. We just got one. We just got uh, La Mulana in America. Yeah. Like a week or two in, ago. in Japan, right. it was like over, over yeah, a year yeah. ago. La Mulana. <laughs> La Mulana. <laughs> I like to say that. I still want to play that. I, want, I need to try that out. Indeed. 
Uh, the Wii U, though, will be region locked. That is now Cry. confirmed. Shock. Surprise to no one, but also just kind of one of those sad, like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, region locking needs to die. I wish there was, like, a way, like, back in the day where you could just, like, flip a switch and then... Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just I, I think they've gotten wise to that, JJ. Yeah. Parts <laughs> off the cartridge or something. Yeah. Um, this was kind of fun. A Game Informer talked to... Uh, a couple Nintendo honchos, uh, Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto among them, and asked him all these questions about Mario and Mario games, but kind of some of them were a little bit off the wall. Basically asked them, like, are their names officially Mario Mario and Luigi Mario? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Which yeah, Miyamoto con- worthy, worthy question. confirmed that he laughed when somebody <laughs> asked him if that would be the case, since they are named the Mario Brothers. Right. Um... And so they actually, of course, they use that in the film, he says, yes. which is pretty funny. Um, he I'm says, surprised he even admits the film exists. <laughs> but he says, just like Mickey Mouse uh, doesn't really have a last name, Mario is just really just Mario, and Luigi is just Luigi. Well, Mouse isn't his last name? No. Mickey Mouse? Uh-oh. I don't know. Actually, I, that's a fucking damn good last question. name is Butterfuko. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they ask in Super Mario Bros. 3, the Koopalings were supposed to be Bowser's children, but there's also Bowser Jr. Are they all his kids or are they from different mothers? Is Bowser Jr. <laughs> is Bowser Jr. a Koopaling? Etc. Etc. I was not satisfied with his answer because he basically yes. said that they're not his children. And so that. he said, "Our current story is that the seven Koopalings are not Bowser's children." What does that mean? Bowser's only story? child is Bowser Junior. And we do not know who the mother is. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like yeah, that. and that's great. But it, you can't like it's undo Peach. that. It's it's Daisy. That it's got to be Peach. Slut. That's why she well, only. I mean, that was the plot of Mario Sunshine, wasn't it? Yeah, this is so. your mother. <laughs> we went back and checked the Mario Three manual, and they are his kids in a Japanese. It's like it's not like like that was something that localization messed up or anything. They were his kids. I think they disowned the seven Koopa. There was some divorce divorce court proceedings and they're not officially his children anymore. Martin Koopa Jr. is very upset about this. That is lame. Some DNA tests. That is lame that they're retconning it. And I'm I'm surprised when Bowser Jr. popped up that people weren't and nobody at Nintendo. Somebody must have been like, hey, wait a second. I know. I would have followed up that question though. I wouldn't have let him get off on that. Like, Wait a minute! Would be like, God damn it! Why did fucking let him off? Maybe they had like a legal thing with the artist who did the original Koopa Kids. But they're still no, around. They, they're in like the latest about? game. They're still there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and they're still named like among them uh, Koopa. Morton Koopa Junior, right. <laughs> which, as near as I can tell, was named after like Morton Down. It is. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. was. So like, okay, mistakes were made. Let's they're, just say that with the Koopalings. They're a Koopa boy band. Um, this was my favorite question, personally. Uh, Super Mario World, the enemy Charging Chuck dresses like a football player, but often throws baseballs. Yeah, that is weird. Why does he do that? Good question. Uh, and they're like, Miyamoto asked, wait, he didn't throw a football? And, and they're like, there are some that kicked footballs, but most of them threw baseballs. And they're like, oh, and their answer was that they they were trying to reuse assets and make it as fun as they could. And Miyamoto thinks that maybe the ones that threw baseball were more fun, so they used them more often. Um Okay, that's pretty that's, awesome. Yeah, I like that question. I, I love stuff like that. I, somebody needs to like sit down with Miyamoto for like a week and just ask just everything. all these questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, I guess there's a couple more Nintendo things, but one final thing: uh, 3ds firmware update blocks flash carts. Why do I care about this? I don't know. I just put it in there. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Uh, blowing on Nintendo cartridges really helped. This was an interesting mental floss article. Yeah. About blowing on Nintendo cartridges. Um, citing an experiment, an unscientific but nevertheless interesting experiment mm. that a guy did where he like took two cartridges. I think it was was a gyromite? 
Um, I don't remember. And he, like, yeah, it was gyromite. He blew on one, like, every day for a month and then didn't on the other. And the one that he blew on had all this, like, crazy mold and gunk yeah. and shit yeah. on it. So, yeah, so Black. basically his conclusion Cavity is creeps. that that the blowing on Nintendo cartridges actually did nothing and that it was actually just the removing of the cartridge and putting it back in. There was the placebo effect yeah. of just taking out the cartridge, blowing it. You can do whatever the fuck. You dance around it, and then if you put it back <laughs> in, every one of so many times, it would work again. Because when you think about it, when you're blowing on something, and there, there's going to be moisture and stuff, and moisture right, is yeah. not good for electronics. I so guess, uh, yeah, but it. you know, what I did was I stuck a Q-tip <laughs> in rubbing alcohol and ru- and cleaned it. And so that, that, of course. That cleaned it for weeks, so, but that's well, moisture, yes. too. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel no, like no, 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 but no, yeah, rubbing alcohol is like, it just yeah. evaporates as it cleans, so that's a totally different thing. Mm. Yeah, so That was the way to do it. Right, that was absolutely the of way course, to do it. Right. I didn't know anybody at the time who did that. That seemed to me more like a collector. That's something I've only learned about collector style, but I do think it's really? amazing. Yeah. I do think it's amazing that that happened here in Japan too, like yeah. Game Center, oh, yeah. CX Everybody or what's it called it. in uh in America? Uh Retro Game, Game Master. Master yes. Um uh, that show starts at least it did here with the scene of kids blowing into the cartridge to get it to work. Um it's amazing to me how much something like that yeah. doesn't actually, if it really doesn't do anything, how right. it spread and caught on mm-hmm. and everything. I, I mean, mean if we you, all did. We all do that. I suppose yeah, oh, yeah. I, I did, did it too. Oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, I bet people, some people, like had like lots of dust and gunk and shit, and like that would. So help, they were saying know? that it's a possibility, and yeah. you know, this guy even said like maybe the moisture, like you know, made the, the connection better and blah blah blah. But um, when I didn't have something to clean it, the thing that I used to do that worked a lot, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of this too, is like. Like, you know, the NES had this sort of push down. You'd push the cartridge down, pull it out a little bit and just like push it down like as far away as far away from the connector as you could, like as close to the to the whatever you call the entrance to the system. Yeah. And like sort of just like press it down. And that usually worked too. do all those kind of things or the exact opposite of that, like in as much as it could, like, like. Yeah, I, I would anything you did out a little bit would right. like basically clean the connect connect. I would like push it down rapidly, like I would be like, and then press power, and then sometimes it would I work. love all the different methods yeah. that people come up with. It's that's totally awesome. If you have other methods that you use, definitely uh, tweet us at eight four play. So moving on, PlayStation Mobile is live. Yeah. It now shows up on PlayStation Store. If you're using a Vita, we talked about Super Crate Box earlier. Uh, also, not talked about yet, but super exciting is Wipe! Exclamation point. Are you serious? <laughs> Hungry <or>? Giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> and not. Loot the Land. Wait, wait, wait. You missed the best one. What? Um, Aqua Kitty, Milk Mine Defender? No, Last Precious. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Japan only, I believe. I wonder if the Tolkien family has uh, contacted them. Anything to say that? that? What about Frederick Resurre- Resurrection of Music? <laughs> Somebody out there is probably like, God, what the fuck? Hungry Giraffe is an awesome game. Yeah. These guys have no idea what they're talking about. I have to say, like, they still have not fixed the storefront on PSN. Like, it is still horrible. Like, yes. I went to get Super Crate Box. You go to the store on the Vita, and the first thing you see is new releases. Right. You click on new releases. There's no PlayStation Mobile games in there. You have to go out of that menu and to another menu to get just to the PlayStation Mobile games and then click new releases in there. Mm. Makes no sense at all. Like, no one would ever do that. 
Like you just go to new releases on any store and look for what's new. The new games were like from like last year. It was like, uh, huh. come on guys, like make this a little easier for me. Mm. You basically want like all new games, whatever, like, well, I just think that store in general into. is really horrible. Like right. it's just not user friendly at all. Definitely you know? opinion. A lot of people share mm. slow as hell too. Um, PlayStation plus success due to its instant game collection says PlayStation director of digital platforms, Jack Buser. Um, this is another story. I don't know why I have or am reading, <laughs> but he says that week of E3, they saw two times lift of new membership sales and they came to the conclusion that, quote, gamers want games. Positive Sony news. Is oh, OK. That's why that's there. <laughs> that's yes. always nice. Well, I'm not sure how positive that Sony. is because they could like double, triple their numbers. And if their numbers were low in the begin with, that's kind of. Yeah. Whatever, but um, I mean, it does seem like more people have it these days. You it guys, does seem like you guys a all deal. got suckered into it. I didn't. Oh, okay. But I, you know, you I am nowhere near as pessimistic about it as I used to be like about what does, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. Plus. Oh, I thought, well, yeah, but no, PlayStation mm. Plus is actually great right now. Like, honestly, eh. dude, yeah. listen, just an example. Like, there are tons of free, like, completely free games. Like, I downloaded Borderlands one the other day. I know it's slightly older, but as someone who never played it, that's like a game right there that is like a quality game for free. That's, I downloaded Double cool Dragon Neon. Yeah. I haven't played it yet, but everybody was bitching about that game. But then I actually, when it came out, a lot of people said it was really good. I downloaded the demo. It's, but it's not free. Bad. It's yeah. like some it's people like, are mm. saying. Some people are saying there's yeah some interesting parts about that game. I'm gonna play it, but I mean, you know, they're giving you shit for free. Like I, you don't get any free games on Xbox. Like so, indeed, that's true. Yep. Um, not free, but twelve dollars, as we mentioned earlier, uh, is Tokyo Jungle that the game director Yohei Kata, Kataoka. Kataoka-san said that um, actually it wasn't really well received at first. Um, the but pitch, right? Yeah. Well, the uh, yeah the origin of the idea, um, this is from a, uh, another Polygon article. Uh, people who thought the zany concept was not enough to sell the game, um, or the few people who thought the zany concept was enough to sell the game. And he said that the actually the reaction from the 2010 Tokyo Game Show pushed forward development of the game. Um, basically saying that this show is uh, singly responsible yeah. for the success <laughs> of his game. Where are the royalties um, is what I want to know. It's okay. We do it for the love. Uh, Ex-PlayStation spokesman in not-so-happy Sony news. Yep. You have to question the priorities of the company as a whole. This is ex-PlayStation <laughs> PR Will Powers, if that's uh, his real I, name. I think that was the guy that won the... Like uh, Kevin Butler. Indeed. Did he win the tester? Best known as winner of season one of the tester. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. He got I'm fired. serious. You didn't he hear about fired? this? He got fired. He what? got fired because they like laid off part of their internal PR or maybe all of... No, not all of it, but... Yeah, no, son of them. Um, and no way. Yeah, he went on like a... Bur- bridge burning Twitter <laughs> rampage. Wow. How, how how you don't get fired is what this guy did. So this guy, I can already say, I don't even remember anything about the, the tester season one. Except, except that one guy. Yes. What is his name? <laughs> oh, He's snarky or sniff, uh, some stupid name. What is his name? his face know. looks exactly <laughs> like the um, that mask in the Aphex Twin uh, videos. <laughs> what is his name? Uh, I was like, like cried when he watched like Final Fantasy 7. Snarf or something. Look, 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 look it up while we talk. <laughs> I think it wasn't Snarf. It was not Snarf. I'm not sure. It might not have been Snarf. <laughs> Where's Cheapy when we need it? But... This guy is a fucking idiot. Let yeah. me just throw that out there. I mean, irrespective of what he says about Sony, which fine. I mean, he's 
But uh, acting like a jackass and also saying this. Guess what? If you're a PR guy and you just got fired out of internal PR. Wait, I thought he's a market. Uh, he was a testing guy. Isn't that the whole well, point? So, so that is another interesting thing. Yes, uh-huh. you want a position as a tester, at least yeah. in season one, right. before everybody caught on that it was like, wait, that's not even that's really not a prize. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he, apparently he moved. You, you like, get a minimum wage job. He moved up into PR. Um Barmy. Barmy! <laughs> Barmy! Yeah. What's Barbie that guy amazing. doing now? Oh, yeah. Barmy. That guy needs his own show still. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, if you're not going to work as internal PR, you're going to work probably as at an agency. Yeah. Right. Unless you're going to go work internal at another company, which maybe that's possible. Or maybe you're not going to work in PR. I don't know. Maybe you're going to be a fucking professional shitty game show host uh, contestant. But... If you are going to work at an agency, you probably don't want to say shit like, already they outsourced entirely too much work to overpriced agencies, so laying off is only going Yikes. to exacerbate an existing problem. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He I says, guess he wants to go join Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. He says other shit. In typical fashion, they're sending titles out to die because they have no PR support. Little Big Planet, Carding, I think LBPK, yeah. uh, Sports Champions 2, Wonderbook. Um, yeah, because... Wow, you know those one, games were going to be a real big seller. Well, Sports yeah. Champions Two was really yeah. going to light the world on fire with proper PR. Um, I want to know what's up with Barmy. Somebody, needs, if anybody knows <laughs> where Barmy please. is, let us know. Barmy, if you're out there, I hope he listens to us. the show. Call us. Me too. Yeah. I like to think he was like the, the best thing season one had, and they dumped him in like the, the first, first episode. Show <laughs> the first show. Like that is when fucking what's his name survivor guy yes right that's your job you're only even any idiot could tell you barmy is the whole show even (laughs) on hell's kitchen they keep the dumb ass useless person till like the very end like i mean (laughs) it was so amazing it was so any idiot could tell you that this guy goes to the end whether or not he wins or loses fine like let the audience decide that or whatever the judges with i use air quotes not that barmy was a dumb ass do nothing he you know he's he's just like interesting different yeah. guy Dude, he know? was a he was yeah <laughs> yes that's too bad uh anyway uh in happier news tgs tokyo game show 2012 apparently broke attendance records by about like a thousand people <laughs> which is not much so not record much. number 223,753 people this year here's the funny thing the yeah. year whenever it's going to happen sooner or later the year that there's not a monster hunter there tgs like <laughs> in, in attendance is going to cut in half yeah so like like 20, 20 well you never know i'm sure like ha- yeah. half of the people that went there were like what are all these social games so here's the funny thing so in 2011 it was 222,668 2010 it was 207,000 but the other the, the the part i took out of this story that i thought was interesting this is another gamatsu original um <laughs> was that uh, so this year's busiest day was saturday with like 94,000 visitors okay last year's busiest day was also saturday which is the public day the first of two public days yeah. with 86,000 visitors so basically what happened is there's more uh public people coming a lot right. more public people coming, but less press and less business people coming. Well, yeah, business well, that kind of makes, makes sense, sense though, which totally Microsoft makes sense. wasn't even there this year. Yeah, right. It totally makes sense, but it's not like a good not healthy a good thing. No, I do not think at all. I'm not even kidding, too. Like I'm telling you, half that audience went there to play Monster Hunter. Like you cut out Monster Hunter yeah. and TGS is like. I mean, there dying. wasn't any Final Fantasy or anything. Nobody like went that. there to check out the Gree booth. I promise you, like, <laughs> on the on the fan side, they went to go hear the billionaire talk about how mobile devices and PCs <laughs> are becoming one and the same. Yeah. Um, 
see when that happens. So Namco survey finds surveys fans on new look for Pac-Man. This is from friend of the show Mike McWhorter on Polygon.com. You actually had to look up this story to play along uh, with the show. So everybody, there's four looks here um, where Namco Bandai is uh, asking its fans to rank it. They say it's not tied to a particular game right now, but there is kind of like a survey asking about platform. So there's four different uh, visual styles. Uh, which one would people? Three of them look pretty good. Prefer. Mm. I like B. C. I like A. Really, A the one I think looks kind of um, like N64. I would go with B or D. D is a little too adult um, well, for a, Pac-Man. Uh, B kind of feels. B looks like, like the 80s Pac-Man. So that's well, my thing. B looks B looks the closest to the old arcade cabinet exactly. look, which I think would be the best. Except that the ghosts look all. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. Looks weird. I don't like their mohawks. Like every ghost has a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, a faux hawk. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be quick. Legend of the Heroes: Trails in the Sky PS3 HD version announced. Brandon? Did Xseed ever comment on that? Is Xseed uh, gonna bring not it? Not as far as our story up on the verge. So this is Mr. Kevin Gifford. I mean, very slightly interesting to me in that it's a it's another HD remaster. I don't know if you guys remember, but like they announced the HD remaster series. They put out Monster Hunter, and then like they just went silent. Right. This is yeah, another that's PSP right. remaster. That's like, right. So there's actually they're still doing those. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah. this is um blah blah blah. Let's see. It could be an upgraded version. Apparently, it's not. Is it even confirmed that that's what it is? He's, he's saying it that's is. It's probably a PSP, what it is. No, it's a PSP remaster. Okay. They confirmed, and, and you can exchange your save data between the PSP and the PS3 version, just like the other remaster. Okay, that yeah. game was ported to PSP in 2006 from Windows right. in 2004. Xseed released this PSP Trails FC in March of last year. It remains to be seen whether they'll publish the PS3 remaster stateside. It's a good game. It's a good old school RPG. I'm like, playing it right solid. now. Really? Yeah. Uh, Level Five International America. Is that really what they're called? Level uh, Five International, International America? America. If that's what Gamatsu says, then it's probably <laughs> okay. Well, Gamatsu says it. Uh, opens quote unquote black box teaser site. Um, you can check it out. Just search for that. There's like a teaser site for something called Black Box. What could it be? It's a Ouya game. Guild 01, Little Battler's Experience Localization, Professor Layton, who ah, knows? Guild 01 makes sense. Black Box, right? bunch of games. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. Uh, Level 5 CEO Akihiro Hino did say the studio would be making original content for the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's not that yet. Do not want. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we'll see. Unless it's like some quickie like mobile kind of shitty thing. Which I hope it's not. Speaking of quickie mobile sh- awesome things. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes may integrate with a smartphone app. Um, mm. That's not bad. That's cool. No, no, it is. Um, actually, the integration, and this is uh, Metal Gear creator Hideo Kojima mentioning um, on a talk at, where was it? I think it was at the Eurogamer Expo mm. um, about how Surrounded it's going to. Surrounded booth babes, I bet. There you go. Build um, build around the what was it called in uh, Peace Walker? There you had a, a headquarters, uh, outer, outer heaven. No, but it it, I, it had a name. It was like your home base or something like that. Basically, you you can do what he's talking about is potentially maybe doing like maintenance and busy work on your phone. You can manage your in game home base with the smartphone app um, right. that he's talking about. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, more games need to do that sort of yep. thing. I'd be down for that. Speaking of Hideo Kojima, apparently we've talked about this a couple times on the show because they've been kind of teasing it, and uh, I think I might have predicted that this was actually a play for getting it from Kojima. It sounds like it's happening. Silent Hill with Kojima involved in some respect. Um, he's saying... 
In the past, he mentioned in some interviews, this is from the Eurogame Expo, Expo for sure. Right. Um, according to a recap from Eurogamer via friend of the show, Mike Werder on Polygon. Uh, basically, he said that um, he if he thinks he has to continue. He was asked, he was been talking about it a bunch. So actually, the president of Konami called him and said he wants him to make the next um, Silent Hill. So he hasn't really said that he's going to do that, but he said, I'd love to help it continue. And if I can help by supervising and lending technology to the Fox engine, then I'd love to participate in that respect. Um, and they did kind of have a hand in, I don't know if you call it a full reboot, but sort of reviving Castlevania well, with Lords of Shadow. That's what I was going to say. Like, if it's like that, then I don't even know if it's really necessary because they didn't, they really didn't do anything with Lords of Shadow, Shadow except they kind of, they gave it the Koji Pro localization in Japan. So it's got all the famous voice actors, which means something to Japanese players. For sure. Yeah. But they really didn't, in the end, they said they really didn't have much to do with the game. They like suggested some like visual tweaks to the character. They made a kick-ass, like Kojima actually made it himself trailer of the game. Right. But more or less, they didn't do much to it. Like, if he's going to do Silent Hill, I actually would like him to make Silent Hill. Like, right. get in deep, you know? Give us what your vision of something. Because that's the one thing we don't really see from Kojima. It's like, we don't see him making other, he makes Metal Gear and that's it. Like, right. I want to actually you, see him. Do you think he could do hard? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, he, one of the things he said is that he actually doesn't, I think he said something like he's, he's especially scared or he doesn't like horror or something like he's basically the perfect I person to make it because horror actually freaks him out. Like is what he said. Mm. And I, I could, I could subscribe to that. Like I would be interested to see what Hideo Kojima I, I did. To I want to see Rob, Rob Zombie's Silent Hill. <laughs> Rob Zombie's little brother, Power Man, Power Man 5000. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use that anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shit. If we sing it, it's fine. Am I in trouble even for humming that? Yeah. Maybe. No, dude, how can you forget uh, Hideo Kojima? You said he's only doing Metal Gear. How can you forget well, his Boktai was amazing nice. Boktai? Yeah, but that's what Capture I mean. The he sun. hasn't done that in a while. That game was really good. No, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not entirely <laughs> hey, mocking a, him. A, a, we worked on that, right? We worked on Lunar Nights. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is awesome. Lunar Nights. Yes. I'm a Zoe fan, so. There you go. I want more Zoe. You gonna get the HD collection? No, I like uh, I said. Like I said in the last podcast, uh, uh, it was unimpressive. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance won't quote overload unquote players with codec conversations. Says Platinum. Nice. Um, Basically, How much is overload. I guess what is their <laughs> definition of overload? Well, they're saying at the demo because some people were mentioning it um, from TGS that uh, he's saying that's the early part of the game. So there's a lot of tutorials. He says we don't want to give the impression that we'll be overloaded by all these codec conversations during the rest of the game. I see. They will come in from time to time, but they won't slow down the action and they will flow naturally. Oh, okay. um, one one last thing about the, uh, the the Koji Pro thing I will say is like Silent Hill has been passed around just like a like a cheap like horror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Climax Studios, Double Helix, Vetra Games, Way Forward. Tom Hewlett. Uh, it's just God not damn. been good recently for Silent Hill. I would love to see somebody actually really yeah, give yeah. it its you know budget and money. If it's Koji Pro, so much the better. At totally. this point, I think they're going to have to wait a while because that name. Well, Koji like- Pro doing Silent Hill would make people really excited. Like that would. Be big, yeah, know? yeah. There's a movie coming out next month for oh. Silent Hill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. It's like Resident yeah. Evil movie. It's like, I think right. I saw. I'm pretty sure at the uh, what was I seeing recently here in Japan? Avengers. Mm. I saw a trailer for two different Resident Evil movies. Right. <laughs> oh, there's the there's two the different right. Resident Evil movies. One is CG, right? In the same? No, they no? were both live action. No, I think one of them is CG. No, 
No, one of them has to be CG. Damnation, what? right? No, I don't. I'm pretty There's sure. Six, you, did you see Mila Jovovich in both of the yes, Maybe the CG was just that good. <laughs> but That's I actually was supposed like, to be good, the CG the Biohazard movie. Better than the first Come one. Come on. Seriously, people have said like it's like it. not bad. Come I saw the first on. one too. The first one was horrible. Yes, that, it was awful. Yeah. And people, a couple of people said about that one. Anyway, uh, speaking of big budget games, Halo 4... With dupe, fueled by dupe, fueled by dupe, <laughs> and Doritos for snack fuel, did double dex <laughs> Did we just warp back into the nineties? Y- yes, <laughs> well, you did. Um, at least to what was it, two thousand six? Whenever I hope I can, when I Halo play three Halo came 4, out, I can change the soundtrack yeah, to like all Pitbull. I just want to say, for the record, Halo Four. I'm actually getting excited about it. Totally, it really good. Absolutely, like, I'm stoked to play. Valhalla they showed, which is now uh, okay. Ragnarok looks fucking awesome. I'm super excited that they put that in there. I'd almost kind of forgotten about that. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. Yes. God, that was the map. Halo 3. This Mantis mech thing that they have totally fucking hits me in the sweet spot. That looks awesome. Ready. I'm excited. I'm actually really... I was excited about single player. I, I think I tweeted this. I'm actually legitimately excited for multiplayer. Surprised mm. to be excited. I'm surprised about Metal Gear and halo yeah. for the first time in so long and really fucking starting to not give a shit about resident evil but we'll get into that <laughs> in the next in the next section when anyway, is that game coming out by the way uh it's coming out election day oh right november yeah. 5th um and if you buy like giant things of mountain dew Shh, and things. doritos from walmart jj you will, you will get fat you will get mega xp <laughs> full 12 <laughs> matches of double xp jj uh, so actually, starting October 15th, you can register codes from specially marked packages of Mountain Dew Game Fuel and Doritos to get access to double XP matches. <laughs> Have you ever smelt a Dorito? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Doritos smell like dirty socks. <laughs> what? What? what else? <laughs> Just fun facts. Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> good. You don't like Doritos? I love Doritos, oh. but they smell like socks. <laughs> You would like no, really? Yeah. No, they they smell. Next like, time you you have Doritos. a Dorito in your hand, smell it. <laughs> they smell like chips. Well, they do not. Anyway, let's move on. There's a bunch of other stuff uh, involved with that, but uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're doing a thing where basically you can level up uh, faster, faster access to unlockables and accolades. Doing that stuff. I mean that's smart. That's basically the yeah. same thing you're doing with Dragon Quest Ten here. Um, I was waiting for you to mock it, but you didn't really take no, the No, oh, the, the, the steamed I, bun. I'm not a Doritos or Dew guy, but I think it's a good idea. Plenty of people are. Dew. I just I have to do the Dew voice whenever I get into that. Speaking of that, uh, Cliff Blazinski. R.I.P. Cliffy B. Friend we of the show. Cliffy B. Is he a friend of the show? Yeah, he's a friend of the show. That's Why not? Mark. <laughs> uh, not? No, he doesn't know no, who the hell I am. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh. he left Epic. Um and uh, for shadowy reasons, but basically shadowy reasons. Well, no, I thought I he was mean, pretty straightforward about why he's leaving. Well, but he says he basically he makes it sound like he's just going to be doing nothing, which I have a hard time mm. imagining. But I mean, it's classy to not say what you're going to be doing next in your goodbye letter to your current company. So that's right. not entirely unexpected. But he's doing mm. a Kickstarter. His letter, well, who knows, uh, says basically he's been doing it since he was a teenager and basically blah, blah, blah. He could use a break. He's going to take a break. Thanks to everybody. It's been awesome here. Everybody from Epic commented, you know, very amicable, blah, blah, blah. So 
I respect that guy. I like Clifford. Sure. I think he's yeah. a smart guy. Like he's well yep. spoken. He's not like the other dude who like rants and raves and cries like a baby all the time. So I, I like Mark Crane. No, um, David Jaffe. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, Cliffy, Cliffy's a good guy. I, I, you know, I'm not a big Gears fan, but I, I respect what that guy has accomplished. Cliffy sure. B's also not a a, a juggalo. So, <laughs> right. are you sure? Uh, maybe. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why he quit his job. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, respect. Um, I'll, I won't give him respect for Unreal or like Jazz Jackrabbit or whatever, which some people <laughs> yeah. do. But, but sure, yeah, Gears, and he by all accounts had a, had his hands in that. So. Yeah. Uh, he's done well for his company. It's kind of the definition of a success story in the game industry. I mean, he has done, he worked his way up and did some really big things. And so theories on where he's going next. Who's, who's, I gave you mine. I was thinking that maybe he'll get into movies. Um, maybe starring in the next Adam Sandler movie. No, more like a like a producer role of like game, uh, um, treatments and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, maybe. I think they, Hired him as the Gears of War editor or at some Polygon. sort of consultant of, of some type. I think he's going to come to uh, to save the Last Guardian. Oh, and maybe finish it up. Maybe <laughs> I turn it into a overhead uh, third person behind the back. Is Dom going to be in it? Of the, course, uh, <laughs> Dom's wife actually. The, the bird dog has a cannon come out of its back, and yeah. Yeah. I, I think Nintendo hired him to teach them about the ga- those games that everyone else plays. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. Um, I had some other things here. Celebrity host of the tester <laughs> season four, <laughs> the reckoning replacing Chester cheetah as the new Cheetos mascot starts um, an MMA career. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, and we're almost done with news, but do we, yeah, I guess I we will end and news, um, with this little bit. So notch tweeted, <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. As Notch is back uh, by popular demand, do. folks. Notch Theater. Um, this is, uh, you know, apparently he got an email from Microsoft to get his uh, Minecraft up uh, certified. certified for Windows 8. And what did uh, he say, JJ? Notch, Notch was not having it. No, not at, not at all. No. I so, want to hear angry Notch He voice. stood up to the man. That's right. He tweeted. He tweeted uh, in public. Uh Got an email from Microsoft <laughs> wanting to help a certify a Minecraft for Windows 8. I told him to stop trying to ruin the PC as an open platform, period. Shots <laughs> shots fired. Bam. Good for him, man. Bam. Good for him. Yeah. Is he like three feet tall? Because when you do that voice, I always imagine him being three feet tall. And when he talks he about be, standing up to like Microsoft, I just like laugh. He, he wears a fedora. With his little hat. And, yeah, uh, of course he does. And his like does. his office looks like a lounge, like a yeah. I saw they were like he has the nicest office in Sweden. I know that's like it looks <laughs> awful. <laughs> He's like, Wait, really? <laughs> no, I mean it. it's very it's very nicely upholstered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> much. But like it looks himself. like a, it looks like a smoking lounge from <laughs> okay. like the fifties. All right, well, good uh, for him for standing up to that BS. Yeah, though, no, seriously. totally. Well, it, BS meaning what? Meaning Microsoft trying to control the platform. I mean, to be fair, I'm only I've only read these stories. Um, so there are some people who are saying that oh, they've been doing this since Windows, whatever. Like you have to certify this, that, and the other thing. But no. it just seems kind of BS to me to like tell somebody that they have to like go through the certification process just because they have they're putting a new platform yeah. out or whatever. It's like whatever. It is ironic. I mean, I understand how it is. Well, especially with with Notch, who is one of the very few that's not going to jump on Steam um, yep. for for people to actually talk shit about Microsoft's platforms because I've, I've heard other people saying actually the terms are better than Steam. But then again, Steam is an application on an OS and not the OS itself. So I can yeah. see that the distinction there. Anyway, that about does it for news, I think. So um, 
When we come back, we are going to get neck deep into Resident Evil 6. Um, and that's about it. We were talking about perhaps doing the, uh, the rest of our Resident Evil retrospective, um, the second half of it that we started a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, years ago, maybe. Seasons ago. <laughs> but that is, um, uh, that has been, I don't want that associated with Resident Evil 6. So we are going to put that on hold. All right. Um, we don't, I don't want that dirty stench of Resident Evil 6 <laughs> touching. Evil oh, sucks. I'm going to touching enjoy that. this next I'm sad <laughs> I have to leave. <laughs> but, um, yeah, stick around, and uh, when we get back, we'll talk some RE6. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, and we are back, or at least about half of us are. Um, I'm still here. JJ, you're still here. Yeah. And, of course, special guest, uh, CVX Freak himself, Alex Aniel, is here with us, ready to talk RE6, ready to wade into the shitstorm that uh, is currently waging. Um, The game did not review particularly well, at least as a Resident Evil game. Um, Mm. It's gotten some good scores, some decent scores, and some very surprisingly low scores. Um, Capcom did announce that they've shipped 4.5 million, which begs the question, does it even matter? But but nevertheless, E.T. Yeah. What? It's going to ship a lot of copies that end up in a landfill somewhere. Oh, the the Atari (laughs) version. Um, so, uh, let's, before we get into talking, I mean, so it is kind of like a charged atmosphere. I don't want anybody to think that we're going pro or against because of that. I am aware I did after only after I played, did I actually read any of the reviews just because I actually was kind of saving myself about the game. I didn't play the second set of demos actually. Mm. Um, I played the first set or I guess you just call it the first demo. Um, but I'm playing um, on the Japanese version. I've played, uh, just to be fair, like about five hours, I would say. A- I, basically, the game came out, didn't even come out, come out today as we're recording this in Japan. Right. So we got it a day early. I got home at like 10 o'clock, played it till 2 in the morning, co-op. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up early this morning at uh, like 8.30 to play it another hour and a half. So I played it as much as I could for the podcast. But granted, that <clears throat> is only about five six hours alex you were in the same boat as me in terms of when you could yeah. get it right right but you uh got home earlier played it a bunch more you've played it about how long uh, about maybe seven or eight hours okay so oh, so I, not a whole lot longer than right me. so you know out of the f- out of the four campaigns in the game i already beat one chris's campaign so you beat chris's campaign you played a bunch of who uh, after that you played Leon. Oh, I played uh, like through yeah part of chapter one for Leon. I'm surprised you didn't jump into Leon first thing. Well, I mean, uh, kind of a long story, but okay. Uh, well, it was, so you, for you people, can, who, you can pick. 
People uh, who don't no, no. know, uh, people, people who do not know. I haven't played the game at very all. Very good, JJ. You're serving your purpose perfectly. Thank you. Um, so, yes. So, <clears throat> for people who don't know, there are, at the beginning, three different campaigns right. that you can select from from after just a very short prologue um, where you're forced to play as Leon. All of them are, after that prologue, are co-op possible. Um, so, there is Leon with um what's her name helena helena there is uh chris redfield from previous games in the series right. along with this new dude what's his name it's a weird name but his name is piers yeah piers like piers morgan oh, kind of like that, 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 that douchebag well it's yeah. still a weird name but um and he's name. another the piers guy is another like bsaa piers agent Nibbins, yeah um uh so uh, like counter 25 year old bioterrorism whatever yeah agent. yeah he just looks like a like a marine or whatever and then you have uh jake and the fat man which is his sidekick that you can play as <laughs> the fat man. um sure. uh, only anybody over that was a tv show right? yes yeah. there you go wow you were like just on the cusp i was wondering if anyone's old enough to get mm, that yeah. alex you have no idea what we're talking mm. about okay i don't um jake and sherry birkin sherry birkin of uh, re2, RE2. fame uh, which everybody, Sherry Birkin, the person, anytime a female character is shown in a new Resident Evil game, everyone's like, oh my god, Sherry! <laughs> Sherry! It actually is Sherry this time. Right. Um, so, uh, in in broad strokes, Leon's story is the closest to what you might call more classic Resident Evil style. Like um, setting-wise, yeah. Setting-wise, uh, it starts off in a university and then pr- it's not spoiling anything because it's in the f- his yeah. first chapter. You b- go into a city. So it's kind of like a mansion-like experience to begin with in one mm. or a couple big right. buildings. Then you bust down into a city, which is more like an RE2 experience. JJ's yawning already. It's RE3, <laughs> That's maybe. That's a great sign. It's yeah. almost my and then And then, well, so then a lot of people were saying that Jake's campaign has shades of RE3 with the nemesis chasing you. There's a big monster, at least in chapter one, which as far as I've played um in jake's campaign Mm. at least um chasing after you repeatedly and you're thrust in all these different scenarios but it's the same one big monster right um and then chris's campaign which you played through how would you describe that as r as basically re5 re re5 all over again with some revelations in it okay so re5 being like uh, action and pack more action packed, more lab, more shooting based. Enemies are shooting back at you. Yes, the entire almost the entire chapter, Ugh. the entire campaign. Every so, enemy is shooting at you. Wait, even the zombies are shooting guns. They're, oh, there there are very very few zo- uh, zombies in that chapter. Oh, so that's that's kind of the thing too. In in Jake and Chris's campaign, you're mostly fighting these. Are they called Javo? Like J apostrophe A V O. You're fighting these. Um, kind of like the the Plaga, but yeah. Basically, more mostly like the uh, enemies at the end, like last couple levels of, of RE5. RE5. Yeah, exactly. where they're actually shooting at you. They might have rocket launchers, or at least right. they did in that show. Um, but yeah, they have guns and knives and things like that. Um, yeah, you, you're you're basically getting shot at like the entire game. It's it's. I don't know if you played Operation Raccoon City, but it reminded I have not. me. It reminded me a lot about that game. But in Operation Raccoon City, you were being shot at by other humans. Right. But in this game, you're being shot at by, you know, monsters, which is really bizarre. Yeah, like, so I did not like that at all in Resident <clears throat> Evil 5. That was one of my big gripes with it, actually, is how it turned oh. or it turned into it in the end. And I really was surprised. Like, 
I think somebody mentioned this to me. Like when you play Resident Evil Six, you are going to be like, "Wow, I, I kind of miss what I had with Resident Evil 5. Yeah, and I, I feel that way. No, no, I agree. I, I think in, the in, same. Like, yeah, you thought RE Five was bad, different, or bad. Well, but it, wait till you play this. So game. far down the same road that oh. you really do now look back on mm. RE Five as like, "Wow, it, it that I, wasn't so different. After it was all, not right? good, yeah. but it was well, it was." Not this bad. It was not this far down this shooty action based mm. in a kind of misguided way road. Oh. I was hoping that you would really like it um, because <laughs> I want to have so I don't want no, f- people to feel like yeah. Well, I don't want people to feel like I loved but, it. I'm it- jumping on a <laughs> on a bandwagon or something here. Actually, after I played the first demo, I, I tweeted something about it, and a surprising number of people were like, "Yeah, I actually feel the same." But I hadn't heard people talking negatively about it before, but. Basically, I feel the same way that I did after the demo. I think the demo actually really gave an accurate portrayal of the game, which is as a just very misguided, bad controlling, Mm. um, awkward shooter, like a shooting action game. And really weird. Not scary at all. And I I don't even know how to approach it. If we should take it campaign by campaign or just talk about different random things about it. Um, Let's uh, let's start at the start, kind of in our experience as the playthrough happened. One of the things that I noticed early off the bat as I was playing, the brightness level thing. Did you notice this? The game oh, starts at the off right. They yeah. asks you to set it. It asks you to set it. There's no avoiding it. It's not like a separate menu or whatever. It tells you to set it. It wants you to set it where you can barely see the six. Mm. Okay. I moved it down to zero, which is the darkest <laughs> it can go, and you can still totally, very clearly yeah, see the yeah. six. I didn't leave it at zero just because there was all this surrounding stuff that I couldn't see. But I was like, okay, well, I put it at the 20. If you set that at zero, you cannot see anything at all. If you follow the directions of what the game tells you to do, I thought it was just my TV. You cannot see shit. <laughs> it's it's like uh, from that point, it's like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> like this is a huge triple budget, you know, triple A budget, five million shipping game. Mm. Like these little things should not be happening. So – but okay, granted, that is a little thing. Um, other stuff, uh, differences, stuff that we uh, noticed. Um, I mean, w- before I get into stuff that I want to talk about, we'll go ahead. What are, what's some of the stuff that, that you noticed or that you want to talk about? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it's very linear. Right. Actually, you know, you're just, I mean, RE5 was pretty linear too, but there yeah. were a lot of bigger like environments, especially at the beginning. Right. Remember like the villages. Yeah. Same with RE4, but the game is very, it's, it's basically a bunch of corridors, right? Which is also very Operation Raccoon City. It's like Final Fantasy Thirteen disease to a lesser extent, but more that way. Oh, it's it's very very linear. There's it like, pushes you. One of the things I noticed starting off in um, actually starting off in the whole game, the prologue that you have to play, is that you're you're helping another person, but you're walking forward. Right. But even at certain parts of it. If you hit left or right and try to turn around, it doesn't matter. You still keep walking mm. forward. You can't do – it takes away regularly throughout the game. The game takes away functions from you. You're talking about Leon, right? I'm talking about Leon, yeah. Yeah, I think it happens to him a lot. But for Chris, I didn't notice a lot of that. Well, but that's that, – right. But that's a but, prologue. That's the start of, that's the, start ah, of the game, right? right? right yeah. But the game does, yeah, sometimes take away control from you when it's like, okay, you shouldn't be aiming here or you shouldn't mm. be running here. You should only be walking here. Right. It won't let you run all over the place. Um, you know – Man, I where to go to next? I mean, 
a lot of I feel like a lot of the controls got worse. Oh, they definitely did. They're not refined anymore. Right. Like melee actions, which is mm-hmm. ostensibly a more important, more expanded part of the game. Right. Actually don't execute well at all. It doesn't like, seem like it gives you the feedback that you would expect. Right. Yeah. What do you mean? So like you run up and kick a zombie and it just doesn't so, work? Like sometimes, sometimes you'll de- not, not decapitate them, but you'll blow their heads off if you kick them. Other times they'll, they'll fly across the room. And then what? <laughs> sometimes they won't do anything at all, which is really weird. Like it's kind of unpredictable. It's not like RE5 where if you took the knife and then you so slashed like, at their leg, they are, would you know cling to their knee in pain right and then you can punch them after that the, so the feeling and I, it was only like until i started <laughs> investigating it but the feeling that i that i learned exactly mm. what was causing it but the feeling that i had was just that that it was i, I wasn't able to do what i wanted to do i wasn't able right. to predict what was going to happen and i feel yeah so that it, goes that goes from the start of if i'm hitting melee now i'm actually going to hit this zombie I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't have the confidence that I had in RE4 like, and RE5. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, the aiming or whatever it is, the magnetic like you know attraction that you get right. to someone in RE4 and 5 when you're going to melee them when you get close, right. felt really good. They did a really good yeah. job, especially in RE4. RE5 just continued it, mm. but they they actually made that worse. They lost that to where now you can melee and hit multiple people at but, once. Which you, it, you could in those other games, but it's more expanded now. But you don't know if you're going to miss them. You're yeah. doing – if you're hitting them, the camera's also work. swinging around. Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean it's hard to maintain control of the game and it's kind of yes. hard It's kind of hard to do what you want to do. Exactly. Because with RE4 and RE5, what was so good about them was that you can maintain like a tight relationship with the game and you can yeah. – you know, you can execute on exactly what you want to do. There's a zombie coming in through that window. I'm going to turn and shoot yes. him, and then I'm going to turn it's, here and kick this melee yes, this guy. This enemy is this far away. It'll right. take this amount of time to get here. But when right. everyone is shooting at you, yes, the entire dynamic just changes. That's and you, another awful you are, thing. Yeah. You're getting shot at by people behind you. you know, it's that's so. Oh God. Okay. God, yeah. There's so many different things to talk about. Um, there's invisible walls in this game, which really drives me nuts. Oh, there's really? not the yeah. Uh, a, a bunch of them, like all over, especially in early parts of of, of Leon's levels. Um, oh, the co-op element. Um, I which, haven't done too much of it. Okay, yeah. which which pulled down five for me. Um, that was part of what ruined a lot of the tension. I oh, felt you like mean, you mean in Re Five, like in single player. Well, in both, yeah, in both the Pardon? single player and multiplayer. Just the fact that you're going <laughs> everywhere you're going with is with another person, and. The co-op elements are no more interesting than they were in five, which is basically boost somebody it's, up. It's the same idea. They disappear. Yeah. They throw, flip a switch or whatever. So do, unimaginative. Do you hate like how you have to wait. Like when you get to like a certain door, yes, and then you have to wait till the other guy and then they punch it. Yes. So here's the thing about the doors <laughs> in RE five. At least this is another thing I feel like got worse in RE five. At least my memory of it. Mm. They were big reinforced doors. Only every once in a while, it was like, okay, you need you need two people to bust this thing down. It's a big door. I don't know how much you've played of Leon's campaign. I swear to you, that door right there, the door to our office, <laughs> regular fucking doors, you yeah. have to walk up to and you put your hand yeah. on it. And then somebody, you have to sit there and wait for the co-op person to come up to it. And this is every, I swear to God, like sometimes yeah. every 30 seconds, <laughs> every, you like, wait yeah. for the co-op person to come up. They like touch it with their hand and then you can open the door. Like there is no wow. in-game fiction reason at all why this has to happen. It's 
awful. It's super annoying in any case, but especially when you're getting attacked by, or there's enemies around, it's incredibly like, annoying. Like, Speaking you can, what, like, you oh, can, oh, sorry. sorry. Speaking of which, I was watching a video yesterday. It was of uh, one of the kill scenes. Like, this monster comes out and, like, like rams this girl's head into a, a, a spinning fan. Spoiler. Uh, well, I don't, I, <laughs> it, just kidding, it wasn't go. a cutscene. It was, it was part of the game. And, like, so I think they were doing co-op or something because Leon was on the side just kind of sitting there with his gun looking around like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> like, this girl is getting pushed into a yeah. fan and getting chopped to pieces. And he's just like, hey. Hey. One of my other favorite that just randomly reminded me of another favorite sequence. I was playing co-op with a uh, friend of the show, Ryan Payton. Um, yeah. And he I was playing Leon. He was playing Helena. And uh, at one point, this is not a spoiler, I don't think, a bus just like comes barging through and then hits like a roadblock. But just fucking nails Ryan and knocks him down. He's like dead on the ground where yeah. I have to go revive him. But my character mm. has an automatic say thing and he's like, oh, guess we're going to have to find another way. <laughs> oh, I saw that Right? Part. He's like, oh, I guess, guess we're not going that way. Yeah, that, that's more <laughs> what lived, he said. It's like, what the fuck? I played that part today. I lived Oh, you it. did? Like, okay. I, I thought I was dead, but then he was still alive. It was really right, weird. Right, right, right. So <laughs> so let's talk just on a pure mechanic level So um, about differences. So you have a stamina meter now, which yeah, goes yeah. towards these melee things. So if you're tired, you don't. Right. If you use it, you yeah, you actually it you become pretty ineffectual um, at these moves. So I'm not against that idea. Actually, I think it Eh, makes sense with the melee, the way that the new system is supposed to work. Um, apparently you can dive and stuff, which I actually didn't Uh, know about. So because the controls fucking suck. That's what I heard. They're kind of hard to figure out. Yeah. So what do you do? You have to run, which is pushing in the L stick. Yeah. Dash. Dash. Pushing L and then L1 if you're Mm -hmm. on PS3 and then square square button good god and and it does you do like a roll away like i think it depends like you sometimes you dive forward or you do this strange you you know you dive on your back but you're moving forward uh wait you dive on your back but you're moving forward okay you like like do a slide it's like i'm on my back right now you do a slide me sliding toward you yes so and you can be shooting or doing yeah, whatever. Yeah, and you so, can kind of turn around. I mean, it actually, if you don't learn how to do that, you're going to die a lot. In yeah, campaign. I actually probably need to learn how to like, do that. G- Jesus Christ. Like yeah. this game, like just to jump ahead a bit, mm-hmm. you know, has too many fucking annoying QTEs. Yes. Like, the s- dumbest QTEs in the world <laughs> you can ever think of are probably in this game. You haven't I, even done, done some of the Jake and, oh and my Leon God. ones yet. Oh, uh, but they, and also, <clears throat> they will just flat out kill you yes immediately immediately first try no, no warning no warning exactly. you have literally like a half a second in one place to it's, hit a and i even knew it was coming the second time right couldn't do it again like <laughs> what the fuck like, like that was so annoying and like there are there are qtes in chris's game where you have to manipulate the camera yeah while running, while dashing, because to dash, like it's not enough to just move the stick. Sometimes you have to press X, right? You have to mash X. Yeah, there's a bunch of then, mashing, increasingly difficult and mashing and then button moving the camera. QTEs that are annoying. And then on top of that, you have to do the slat I was just telling you about. Yeah, or else you die. Like it's ridiculous. Like, all right, so let's do a little oasis here in the middle of something <laughs> that I actually had. This was. I'm glad that I had one of these, just because there's something else to talk. One positive thing to talk about. I had one 
really fun positive sequence in this game. Right. But it didn't I it did not feel like a Resident Evil game at all, but I turned, you know, I had open co-op on hmm. and your story, um your co-op story, basically anybody could have jumped in as my second player, but also and I didn't even know this at the time, your story intersects with some with the of other. the other pairs of right. of characters. They, they call that the crossover. System. Okay. So basically there was a part in a level where I was playing as Jake and um I didn't have a second co-op partner but then all of a sudden like two people two people joined my game and so they were playing Chris's campaign Chris and Piers right P- Chris and Piers right. they were playing that and it was basically it was this huge um like two stories tall a uh, BOW yeah. like a uh, basically I, monster that we had to all fight and you had to you were destroying these like gun emplacements which again did I mention this didn't feel like Resident Evil no <laughs> you're destroying these like gun embankments while the uh, the BOW is stalking down and you have to get it hurt and then jump on mm. its back and then rip the things out God, and that hit sounds it with like it. another Capcom game that I've played so a little bit a it had a little <laughs> bit of shades of yeah of like yeah. A, a it was a Monster Hunter right. aspects yeah. to it that one person would be diverting it and the other ones would be jumping on its back. That part was cool, but my question is: so, do those levels? Did you play that level oh, as yeah, Chris? Th- th- okay, so they just campaign. straight up so, overlap. So you're playing exactly. a chunks of levels twice. Yeah. So I mean, so, I mean, okay. it's not it's not like 100 percent like unique campaigns. Right. You know, there's a lot of overlap, reusing levels. Yeah, so, yeah, that happens periodically. That part was exciting. I mean, this thing was like smashing down walls, and um, I mean, it, it it again the problems i have with the controls didn't matter so much because it's this big hulking thing and everybody was shooting at it so i wasn't like fine dodging and having to maneuver and shoot you know uh, a explosive barrel at just the right time and that right. kind of thing so it like the the you had to distract it with the other three people and then one person kind of that's kind of yeah. it basically what ended up happening with with there were two of them that we ended up killing one of them uh two guys were on rooftops or um blown out second floors of buildings with walls missing and stuff shooting from different sides and i was running around on the ground and it was kind of coming after me and they were shooting at it and then when it would hunch over they would jump on its back so that part was cool and it was also cool i just hadn't been following the game that close so i didn't know that you could co-op with you know other people and i loved that they just popped into my game because they happened to be around the same part of the game when i was around the same part of the game Mm. so they just boom came into my game um so I yeah, that, that part was off. like a carnival thrill ride <laughs> fun. Um and Yeah, I mean I mean there are fun parts to Chris's campaign too. I uh-huh. mean but in general like Describe like, what what like don't get too specific because honestly I want to actually play that campaign. But what but uh, in general talk about talk about them and what was fun about them. Uh there was this one boss fight like in Chris's campaign that that kind of reminds me of RE1 a lot. Really? Yeah. Like the plant. What what fight in RE one? Uh, the first boss fight. W- won't say anything. But the snake. The snake. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, I guess I can spoil it. It is a snake again. Oh. So it was like, oh, you know, <laughs> really reminds you of right. Right. It was the like, fight in RE one. Yeah. I wonder why. With with a particular like twist to it. It's okay. Kind of a dumb twist, like in the context of the series. It's a double headed snake. No, it's invisible. Oh. <laughs> like, oh spoiler! That was that easy to get you to say it. Like, <laughs> yes, enjoy. <laughs> Right. Okay, yeah, that is kind of dumb. But, uh, okay, but it was a fun fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was kind of interesting how you had to defeat it. Okay. But, but I, I'm, again, and I mentioned this already, but, like, the lack of imagination 
oh. displayed in the the fact that you can always co-op in this game, which is okay, like, potentially not that scary, but kind of a cool opportunity even from an action perspective. Uh, yeah. They do nothing with it. Nothing. Right. Like it's just kind of there. It's for the annoying. Sake of- it's actually annoying. I mean, the the nice thing is, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not. But because um, it never happened to me, but apparently your partner can't die like Sheva could or Ashley could in the other two games. Right. So no matter how much abuse they take. Right. I mean, one other thing, die, one other correction that good. they did do is that items spawn twice, ah, right, basically right. for each player. So when you're playing co-op, you, you, you can't even trade items with somebody, you can you? You don't right? end up taking items from other people. You don't end up, end up like, oh, who's going to take this herb? Which actually has its own kind of interesting, fun aspect when you're playing right. co-op. But when you're playing fucking single player, that was a nightmare. Like, having to actually manage inventory with the mm. AI was just a total Like, I think the AI has, I think the AI has infinite ammo. Right. That, I, yeah, the, the funny thing is the AI actually ends up saving your life a lot. Do like, they do you, any yeah, sure, damage? Uh, they do do damage, and the thing is, like, but a little they they let I, you get the big kills uh, a lot of times. Yeah. I I ran out of ammo a lot, like so. so I agree me with, too. I agree with the interview that said the destructoid review. Yeah, maybe the Eurogamers people played on amateur. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I was wondering if there was a difference like that. Right, but it could be. But yeah, the 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 the, the campaign. I mean, it wasn't a, a huge problem. I had to actually be cognizant of it. It it only seems weird. Of it, I mean, Resident Evil is like that, right? Right. But it only seemed well, weird in the context of this fucking action blockbuster game to be running right. around and actually like crap i have to be using this shitty melee attack <laughs> which makes you really notice how bad the melee attack is right. when you're like on threatened to run out of ammo a lot but yeah but if you're like tactical you can let your partner kill everyone and then you can pick up the ammo they drop. yeah but that uh, happens so slow and stuff i don't know that that's really an effective it's 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 a, it's kind of a workaround but that's not how you have fun with the game right um, definitely not the the other thing I will say for it is um, and I've only played through I wouldn't guess like geez maybe 10% 15% of the game yeah. because it is a very long game yeah it's pretty I mean yeah it's at, at least probably huge I mean I think the, the first time always takes really long right but you know there are f- four campaigns and they're all supposed to be like they're just they're all supposed to have the same number of chapters and Leon's chapter is probably longer because it's a lot slower. Yeah, like even just the first chapter in his game, I was like, I thought I was past the the first chapter, but then after like two hours and there was some pausing in there, the chapter ended. I was like, holy shit, that was just one chapter? Yeah. What what do you feel about – so there's like a skill system now where you get skill points for killing certain enemies. You get more skill points for harder enemies and then you can turn them in for stuff like – Part of what I was wondering, maybe my, some of my problems with the with the gameplay was that it was intentionally hobbled so that you get these things that are it's, like, you know, recover, aim, aim more steadily, it's, it's, recover faster, defensive buffs. You why this, why is all this stuff – like, what? Why? Why put these weird systems in Resident Evil? What was wrong with, like, five, being uh, fucking scared? Well, here's the thing, like – Well, granted, this is more of a – I mean – kind of a sales being thing. able to progress your player i don't think is a bad idea actually on the fate on the face of it i mean the, the the fact of them abandoning any kind of horror is a is another question well i think it's just but like, i don't think the skill system necessarily negates well, any kind the, the, of here's the thing the skill system is actually a lot like again operation raccoon city 
it's like it feels like it feels like the two games are are more alike to each other in certain ways, like the way you upgrade your characters uh-huh. than than it would be with RE5. Because RE5 was a money based system, if you remember. But right, right, is, I do. This is skill points, and in, in, in Operation Raccoon City, you had XP, EXP. But so. but in RE5, weren't you only? Uh, I mean, you, I guess you were kind of in effect doing the same thing, but it was more like RE4, where you were upgrading by weapon, right? You were upgrading RE5, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, RE5 and RE6 were almost the same. You just you know you pay money that you pick up, and then you upgrade your weapon. But here, no, no, no. You, RE5. You mean RE4 and RE5? Yeah, th- those two were in, like the same. RE6 system. is now you're upgrading your character, like, and it, like it, it what carries character whatever character you're playing. Yeah, and it upgrades like parts of your character. Right. Sometimes it's like you get more shotgun ammo. That's one thing too. Or There'll be like more stronger. drops. Yeah, yeah it's it kind of RPG-ish, but you a know. little bit. Yeah, I was wondering if they like you to begin with and that was part of what i was experiencing yeah, just yeah, because yeah. they want you to buy this stuff so that you can then play as re4 and re5 which is bad the, an idea even if it is that because people are used to re4 and re5 yeah, they, so it's bad controls to, it, to begin with in this game yeah i mean it see that's the thing like if you're going from orc to re6 there might not be that big of a gap i don't know if you right. played the operation Raccoon City. i did not yeah that's probably why there's like a huge like like gap between the two games but for me i guess you know having played the other game you know i'm I'm already prepared for it but i still don't understand why like they changed it i thought they had like a good thing going with the money right and everything well um let's talk about um one thing we talked about the the dodge move a little bit we didn't really talk directly about how when you quote-unquote die you basically get knocked down and right. if you can live long enough, you'll get back up. If a partner comes up to you, they can either uh, was, resuscitate you or yeah. give you a uh, health thing. That was kind of to an get RE5. back up. Yeah, yeah. Well, getting back up—it's a little bit more in depth. But you're also <clears throat> sounds on like the Left ground, right? It is like Left 4 Dead. You're on the ground and can still Left shoot, to, right? Um, and whatever the controls again are kind of crappy, maybe a little bit intentionally so. But um, yeah, I mean, you remember Outbreak, right? The director yes. of RE6 is the same guy. And if you remember Outbreak, that's fall, very interesting. I did not know that. Ground. And that, well, you can see it in the scenario system, too. The yes. five like different stories for different stories in RE6. But you were on the ground in Outbreak and then you would have to either wait uh, till someone picked you up yeah. or you just, you know, your virus unit would go up in that game. But I, so think the, I saw that connection yeah, right away. That was that was similar. The one other I, I'm really glad you mentioned that because the one other set piece that i really enjoyed mm. which you might not have gotten to yet was a part with leon where you're in a gun store have you done that okay and yeah, the re2 throwback so right? the re2 throwback mm. it's not the kendo gun yeah, shop but. unfortunately but it's like that um guys upstairs you're basically it's actually an re4 like moment in that oh, the you're siege, right yeah you're in one established place and the zombies are coming in through the different windows and you have to hold it i liked it for two reasons and also the scenes after that not just that part right but a few scenes after that you're with the same one group of people and actually before that and they're yelling out and you actually get a feeling of their personality by right. them yelling out the girls you're like yelling These at her boyfriend <laughs> the boyfriend's like fuck you like leave her she's just gonna drag us down and somebody <laughs> right. else is like isn't that your girlfriend or whatever right but the different people are calling out different things and yeah it's like randomized and it doesn't always fit and work and whatever but i I really liked that part because you actually got a sense of, oh, there's other survivors and I am here in this city and we're fighting people. And then you have to get down off a rooftop. Somebody is trying to fix something and everybody else is trying to keep yeah. them away. But it all at the same time, as I really enjoyed that 
those scenes thematically, it really brought home because of the similarities to four and the, the, right. the scene where you're defending the cabin and stuff. It really brought home like how much worse it controlled and how much less right. uh. in control you feel as the player in that game. Like, even just looking around, but fighting, shooting, meleeing, anything, you really notice it in those enclosed environments where you're, you know, just trying to keep a lid on the different zombies coming in and just grab <laughs> items as they, you know, work fast and do what you want to do as fast as you can. You really notice it there. Yeah. I, it, it didn't even seem as fun. Yeah, that was the right. that was the sad thing. I really liked it thematically. I wanted it to be more fun. And then just like the big, you know zombie fat ass um, did, comes in but the enemies in this game are ridiculous how so oh the ones in the ones in chris's campaign especially okay how it, so like uh, we have to keep spoiling this game huh but do you well, i mean you know you I, mean they I've they been, like you ch- shoot off limbs are we talking about no, general things no, no like the design of the enemies like you yeah. thought revelations was pretty stupid right how so because the, the blobby creatures, you didn't yeah. like them. Yeah, yeah. I like. I think RE6 has the opposite problem. Like they got a little too creative. Like it, there's one chapter where it looks like you're fighting aliens. I don't know if that's a Dead Space throwback or, <laughs> but th- that's the vibe I got. Like you're fighting like these. Well, creatures. why not? I mean, it is. Like, what's the name of that series? Like, what do you mean? Like, like that UFO TV show from like way back, where like everyone looks the like X Files, something like about? that, or, or bugs. What? It looks like you're fighting bugs with huge red eyes. Oh, okay. The little antennas <laughs> tooting out of their head. And they're, oh, I really have to yeah, see them. You know, okay. Like, I don't want to spoil too much. You're but, starting, but the, the point is you didn't feel like you were playing Resident Evil. No. Yeah. Uh, barely, barely. Yeah. I mean, when you see Chris on the screen, you know, of course, it's still Resident Evil. And there are still things about, like, the progression style, the way the dialogue and the cutscenes play out that are very, like, RE-like. But it's a very different game. Like. Well, let's um, let's uh, finish off the the mechanic changes. Right. The no quick knife. I was kind of disappointed. Oh, you have to in. Oh, that, that so in the inventory management, I hate dumb as hell. It's awful, right? I'm like, so glad it's not just me. Like choosing a grenade. If you want to switch to grenades, like, you have to switch to a grenade. Okay, then you throw the grenade. Then you have to right. you automatically switch back. So you have right. to switch to another grenade. Right. But most of the time, for whatever reason, maybe I'm just used to the old Resident Evil games. When you throw one grenade, you want to do you another like, one or uh, two. Like spread them out a bit, especially in this game. Yeah. And but even yeah, – yeah. You have to go back. And it's really done. Like you have to press down on the D-pad. I never even got like I wanted to be able to switch quickly between the shotgun and normal gun, and I still have not figured out yeah. how to do it in one it's, press. Basically, I, I, does it? The first press brings it up, and you have to hit it again or something. You have it to was scroll, just weird. Like when you get more weapons, it's especially annoying. Right, right, because you have to scroll through right. them. But like for oh. whatever reason, that D-pad thing, which seems like it should be fine, is just really cumbersome and awkward especially when a giant fucking thing is breathing down your neck about to pound you into the pavement like i thought it was fine in re5 one weapon per direction right right then like they decided to make it harder they did the other thing they made harder was the health items so i'm curious what you think about that because i actually I, I i don't like how you take the health items but we, we should explain first so you still get herbs yes you get them and they turn immediately into powder and then if you get two just green powders that will basically turn into three something you, uh, i don't combine i i yeah. I, I understand like it so that, i can explain yeah. to it if you combine two like so let's say you get a first herb mm. your reward quote unquote if we're waiting on the not using that herb and turning it into a capsule that you can actually eat is if you get another herb, 
you can then combine the two and effectively you get three healing items. Now, if you get a red herb, you combine it with the green herb and it becomes it's six. It becomes six. So you rewarded it's basically a risk reward thing mm. for not turning what your healing items, potential healing items are into capsules that you can take early. So that then you can I, then do it later. Logically, that uh, makes no sense. I mean, I don't no, know. it does. It does. It does make sense. But well, it, and then you take every capsule you take heals back one bar of health, which is that's the part where it's kind of annoying, because you're constantly if you hit the button a bunch of times, your person will shake out a bunch of capsules and take them at once. Right. But if you just take it once, it and this is with zombies breathing down on you. Yeah. Then you go through the animation right. to take one. Oh, you take it again. Uh, um, the animation to take it again. Uh, I mean, know. I don't. I don't know how important it is to be concerned about that because if you die, you get revived like at the last checkpoint with full health. Well, but so yeah, kind of generous in that sense. Well, but I mean, that affects your ratings. That affects like, other things. I mean, that it affects does. your pride but, as a man. <laughs> <laughs> and a Resident Evil fan, Alex, shame on you. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I, I never used to die this much. In, <laughs> so me neither. That was yeah. something else that I wanted to bring up. They die a lot. Like, I was a surprised lot. a lot. I heard the game has a lot of cheap deaths. It does. And, the QTEs are yeah, we, most of them. We touched on that a little bit yeah. earlier, but it, it does. It has stuff off screen, kind of stuff that you feel like, oh, well... I, that was not fair. The fir- it was yeah, the kind not, of first time deaths, as I like to call them, where it's like, oh, now I just know that that's there, but that's a tax where I had to die the first right. time just to find out that, oh, a train comes from behind you at this point. Yeah, but isn't it like really annoying Like when there's like more than one of those like I will die sequences in like one like one set of like Abs- cutscenes? Absolutely. It's really yeah. annoying. And sometimes you have to restart from the beginning. So something yeah, else that ugh. the game relies on way too much, at least in the Leon campaign, mm. I say that from from my early experience, but the reviews seem to bear out that it keeps happening. This this is an old Resident Evil trope, but okay. You coming into a set of rooms and you have to get a key or something, right? You see a bunch of corpses sitting around, oh, right? They don't, they're like- Watching TV or whatever. I mean, they're dead. They're not moving. You try to shoot them. They don't react. They're gone, right? Huh. But you know... The, the second you fucking touch that key, they're all going to come to life. They're all going to just wait for you to – they do that to hell and back. They like do that Leon's so campaign. many oh, wow. times in Leon's campaign, especially even just in the first chapter. It's so hackneyed and so lame. Right. Oh, that, that part really pissed me off. Another thing that I noticed that this is kind of new is kind of how you trip over – uh, bodies on the ground, even zombie oh, bodies. Right, Did you right, notice right. that? Yeah, and that was in the demo. It was really weird. It's like, very weird. So, and I think zombies kind of do it too. If you take down a lead zombie, you can kind of use it to yeah. slow down other zombies. But it, you do it a ton to the point where it's super annoying. Like, yeah, that if you're like a human being, that doesn't even register right like you don't trip that often right yeah it's like Especially it's like Leon, faux right? realistic but if you think about it for 10 it's seconds it's like wait too. no i just <laughs> fucking when i'm running i would you know not step on the body part maybe every <laughs> once in a while you would trip on it right. but like you can even see it coming you can be moving you know slowly or whatever and you fucking like, trip, trip every time trip. trips anyway <laughs> so the other thing that i was totally shocked about was that they include this getting knocked down business ah, right that's so bad. That's like the worst part of Lost like, Planet. Like in Leon's campaign, right? You're like, what happens? You're hit by a zombie. Well, just you... sometimes you're shot. Sometimes you're hit by a oh. zombie. Sometimes you're it's, whatever. It's, it's a real problem in Chris's campaign because yeah, you are explosion happens. Getting... You fall yeah, on game, your ass. The game has like a shitload of explosions. Right. Yes. Cutscenes and like in real time. It's really got a lot deafening. of explosions. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I agree. It's it's very weird. Like. 
you have to think about in the context in which they made this game, right? Like, none of the RE5 staff was on it. Is well, that, I mean, like, the upper-level staff, the exec staff, like, the director, the producer. They were all different people, so... Right. You have to wonder if, you know, they probably did that to, because RE5 had its own share of criticisms, but... I think this team made it worse. I don't think they do much because of criticism, at least or, in, in these cases, just because the games have sold. Like, RE5 really sold, yeah, and, yeah. and it seems like RE6 will sell. <clears throat> and I, I I say all these criticisms knowing that and, and, and taking that into account. But really... T- to be fair, I mean, the shooter market did explode. Like, But right, goddamn, this is right not even... The- I mean, I think I've read a lot of what I feel are very accurate reviews with some surprisingly low numbers. I I wonder how long this can last. Like this kind of thing, this kind of franchise does not go on long with kind of a a bellwether. Like sometimes games sell their best in their worst reviewed games, the franchise, but then it goes down after that. So, Um, but that we're, we're getting still getting ahead of ourselves. There's still more to talk about. So, um, the game that JJ can't wait to hear about. Um, what about <laughs> like what? What about um the lack of files within the oh the game itself? Oh, you have to like there's just one chapter. There's like to get files, yeah. like, you can't read them in game. Like right. in RE five, you could, which was still good, but you could also read them after, like in the menu. But right. in RE six, you have to shoot these medallions that are hidden. Yes. So it's and like it's, the RE4. I mean, that's something that's been like, in the series. But now that's tied to getting files of backstory. Yes. And, stuff. and so you have to. And then I hear that it could be different depending on the difficulty mode you're playing. Where like a metal will only that's appear in hard mode. That's interesting. But it's funny because like there's this one medallion like in Leon's chapter where you don't see it exists until you leave a building you can't go back into. Are you serious? Yeah. So there's so it's like the developer going, ha ha, you know. Well, you know, yeah. but that kind of hidden stuff. I mean, that's you know, it's, Metal Gear Solid Four. I think that's fair game. Like, I mean, well, that's, we, well, for RE Five, you know, you had to shoot them all to get. I don't know. Like it was, an, I think it was like a character in the mini game, or it was some like action figure. But this is like a file for the story. Right. Well, you know? I I will say the fact that there are no files in the game files in the game or even like you know they could be done through voice there's ways to do them but it does right. reflect it's... the overall priorities of this game which is not story it is not fiction not... it is not which is weird because that's really think... the only reason i'm playing the game at this point which is why i'm honestly wondering if i'm even going to finish this one which is well, the I'm... first time ever for a mainline Resident Evil game that i would do that uh, i mean I, I do think story is a big deal because you know like I mean, obviously not through files, but through cutscenes. There are the a lot of cutscenes. There are a lot of cutscenes, but they're all bombastic. You know, Bruckheimer, Michael Bade out over the oh, top, yeah. crazy, ridiculous, whatever things. And the kind of the more quiet aspects of the storytelling that I've always liked in like the, the series just don't like, exist anymore. Like, there's no, there's no like place to rest in the game where you can just stop moving the character for a minute and just kind of look around. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean. There You're are some, well, there are some of those places, but you do, yeah, the pacing of the game, I, from what I've experienced, is not good. Like, it is one note just being struck over and over and over and it, over it, it's and weird. over like, again. Like, in Chris's campaign, at least, the earlier chapters were longer than the, la- than the later ones. Interesting. It's really, it's really bizarre. Like, like the, the, the chapters are not evenly length. Like, RE5 right. was really good at that, I thought. You, and I've, I haven't that was that makes that. sense because the early chapters that I played have been actually really long. Yeah, um, the earlier chapters are longer. 
But. What do you think about the mm-hmm. so b- keeping on story? I will say I think the voice acting is actually yeah, in general pretty, some pretty of the good. best. Pretty yeah, good. that the series has had. What they're saying in the actual story itself doesn't feel like it always fits exactly what's going on. There's a little bit of weirdness. It, it's, it's, well, their their idea overall, is you have to play like all campaigns to see all sides, right? Or unless you're referring to something. I, else. I just mean like okay, like when this was this might be like a localization insider thing, but it's like okay, well, it seems like nobody knew when they translated this line that this was going to be a guy pushing away you know, debris here or something. And and then this person says this because they say just something. It's like a little bit off, you know, it's like oh, a little bit like, awkward like it, it or whatever. Like, it seems strange that they're saying something. Just exactly the words that they're saying. Like, yeah, probably, but you know, it's, um, I guess we can't comment too much on the story when neither of us have played it is that much of it. Pretty stupid, but yeah. Um, I, I was kind of sad to see like Neo umbrella really like, is that, is that yeah. as creative as we got? Here? Well, I mean, well, yeah, that's not spoiled the plot. But. Is that like Neo Tokyo? <laughs> it's about to explode. Um, one of the things I, I would I would have thought were good is the the new enemies, even the quote unquote I guess zombie enemies, the C virus now. They're, they're the better. They're the best enemies in the game. Well, but probably. So even them, you think it would be good that they are more unpredictable. They kind of they like leap now. They're yeah, very yeah. dangerous. You are actually kind of afraid of them in groups. But it's actually kind of a negative because of the shitty controls. Like, it becomes more frustrating instead of exciting that they move fast and unpredictably. Like, I personally miss a lot, like, when I aim and shoot. Yes, a lot. Me too. Like, so you have to rely on... You have a laser sight and other things. Right, right. So you have to rely on the, uh, the, like, the, you have to press both triggers to quick shoot. Yeah, so do you... uh, Whoa. (laughs) Sorry. You actual quick shot motion, <laughs> knocking over mics. Yeah. Do you actually use that quick shot motion? I, I use it more than, than I do the actual. So, so explain. Are you serious? Explain what that is. It's like you use both triggers at once, like, and what does your character do? It uses. It's like stamina. Kaboom! Kaboom! kaboom. kaboom. I don't think it uses stamina. Do it! Do it orally like, if you can. Um, you're, 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 he he he! Like Chris lifts his arm and then he just shoots at the nearest target. Oh, okay. So yeah. wherever it is, even Where if you're not aimed at it. If there's more than one target, pray it hits the one you want to hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like an auto. You got to do a lot of praying in this God, game. God, that's pathetic. That that, that 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 that's so useful. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, like a exhaust valve for the shitty controls right. of the thing. It's like an escape hatch. It's like, oh well, here's something that'll just shoot at the closest thing, yeah. and cost you a. That's what that thing is. It was constantly telling me to do it, but I. Because you are going to miss a lot, like when you're aiming in this game. Yeah. And personally, I don't like how you you haul it like you 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 aim the gun like you have to hold L. Like I liked it better in the other in RE five and RE four where you just hold R one, you move the stick, and then you shoot. But you know, oh I'm, really? But I'm, that's but that's this not, is now finally like, moving and shooting, right? Yeah, you don't like it. I mean, I personally like. I, think I have no problem at all with that aspect of it. It's just the actual. Physical uh, aiming of something. It's you can really have hard. if you actually watch if you try to aim at a far target, and maybe this is supposed to be part of it. I mean, your reticle swims around, and also <clears throat> when you shoot a zombie, this is something I really hated about five, and I loved about four. I missed in five and loved about four. There was like a zombie dance that you could have them do right, where every time you shot that zombie somewhere, it reacted. It yeah. hit, and it felt like you were really hitting it, and you could hit it in the shoulder, hit it in the head, hit it in the thing. Yeah. And and each time react. it was jerking, and you knew exactly where you hit it, you were getting the visual and audio feedback, and it felt really good. good. 
That's why uh, Virtual Cop is better than uh, that other game by Namco that I can't remember. Gun, right uh, time Crisis? Time Crisis. <laughs> um, but you lost that in 5 a lot with just certain animations where you had to wait for the enemy to, to recover from an animation yeah. to be able to be shootable again. There were fewer like animations in general in that game. Well, in in right. now in 6, There's it's like, like off the charts. It's like you shoot somebody, it's like, did I even hit him? You shoot somebody in the head like eight times sometimes. Yeah, it's totally indiscernible whether or not. And a lot of times you have to, have to shoot somebody, wait for animation, wait for animation, wait for animation, shoot yeah, them, it, wait for animation. Anyway, same animation again. It's like, so shitty and frustrating. Like, like even like the older, the older RE games, like RE2 and RE3, you would, if you shot down, they would fall down, right? But they would keep crawling towards you. If you shot their heads, they would probably get decapitated. But in this game, right? like it, it, it kind of breaks the series mold. Like mm-hmm. entirely, like where you're just like just the lack of feedback that it's giving the yeah. the player. What do you think of graphically? What do you think? Oh, great! I mean, really? it's not parts of it. I it would say great yeah. parts of it, it. Beginning of Chris's campaign where you're in Hong Kong. I think they show in the trailer that looks amazing. Start of Leon's campaign looks really good. <laughs> parts of the city in Leon's campaign look really good. I saw a lot of stuff that I was surprised at how kind of bad it looked. Like simple think- models. Blurry yeah. textures. It's it's a really weird like the like president's face. It looks like it's made out of mashed very... potatoes. He looks like he's in. <laughs> he looks like he's a Halo Reach character. Like his face just looks like holy shit. Com- like, like paper mache. Wow. It's yeah. really weird. Like it's a very inconsistent look. Yeah, it's but, uh, probably that, so many people worked on it. I, I mean, wonder that, that six hundred people. Yeah, that reminds you of Outbreak. Like you remember Outbreak right? had great fucking. It did, graphics. But, but like, do you remember like? Chapter one, like they, like they had the circle shadows underneath the character, like the, the everything up to Code Veronica, right? Like right. The circle shadows, like that was in chapter one. But right. if you played chapter five, it had like the real shadows. Oh, I did not realize. Yeah, that. if you play through it, Dude, again, save that notice. for the RA retrospective. <laughs> That's so, it. Reminds me of that. Speaking of graphical glitches <clears throat> and shadows, I did notice we noticed parts where like shadows would appear and disappear. We noticed right. part where I was on the ground, I completely disappeared. There was a group of zombies that we killed with a grenade, and they instead yeah. of dissolving, they just went boop and just like, completely disappeared like, from the screen. Technically, I think it's 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 definitely beyond RE five, but in terms of art style and like visual quality, I'm I'm honestly not sure like which game is better. Mm, you know, right? Because RE five, like I replayed it literally the night before RE. I got <laughs> Did RE6. you really? Wow! Because that's like a tradition of mine. Like how fast? It, yeah, the last game before. Yeah. How fast did you play through? Well, RE5, I had like I'm infinite curious. ammo on, so it was kind of just a run through, like maybe like three or four hours. You know? Wow, you can get through long. it that fast? Yeah, RE five is pretty short. Wow, damn. Yeah, that, that's probably why RE six is so long because RE five was probably like half the length of six, but. RE5 had like a really great look to it. Like maybe right, maybe today it doesn't look as good as like Uncharted or for example, but right. it, it had like like the artists knew what they were doing, but with this game it's really it good art direction for sure. Exactly, but with this game it's just all over the place. I, I feel it's very uneven because right. parts of it the, the, these are both parts from the demo actually. The part in Leon's campaign when you first get into this big ballroom hmm. area, that's really impressive, looks really good. Right. The uh, there were moments where we were like, oh, okay, that actually looks good. There was there's a part in the city where there's fire burning outside and the room is lit by the fire and that yeah. that part looked really good. But yeah, there's also parts where I was I was ready to this at least be a tour de force of a like, graphical tour de force. And and in a lot of ways I think it is, but in I a lot of ways it is. But I'm also been surprisingly disappointed in certain sections. I think maybe the engine might be getting old or 
I don't maybe. Know. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um the fact the enemies with guns I feel like is just a big problem in general overall. Right. The fact that most of the enemies I wanted to quote like Phil Kohler's review from Polygon, just just all you really need to say to me is that most of the enemies you play in this game have guns. Mm. The fact just that fact, just what that just sentence says to me that, right. is like so much of okay, the priorities are different. This is what the game is different, and it it doesn't turn out well. It, yeah. it turns out as bad as that statement sounds to me. I mean, you know, RE, the end of RE five is nowhere near as bad as like what I experienced in RE six, like yeah, from chapter one. Like, you know, so the, my memory of that because I hadn't played it for a long time, but I was very disappointed when I was fighting zombies, quote unquote, with automatic weapons like, at the end yeah. of RE five. But that's so out, much of this game. They outdid themselves, like <laughs> in RE six, like literally. The camera is a very big problem that a lot of people have been talking about. I think it's. Yeah. I feel like it's too close in close quarters. It's a nightmare. Like <laughs> when you're meleeing in close quarters, you don't know. You can't even see what's going on like a lot can, of the time. There's actually one weapon in RE5 that you can equip Chris with, so it kind of looks like RE6 in terms of the amount of screen he takes up. Oh, why? Because and, and, he's it, closer to the camera. Like, like, there's a, there's a Gatling gun in RE5 that you oh, can okay. get. As, like you remember the Gatling gun dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And the big tank behind them. Mm-hmm. If you equip that in RE5, that's basically RE6. The amount like, of screen right that you can yeah, see and or not how much see. you can see. It's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, you haven't gotten to this part yet because it's a Jake thing. But there's this whole section where you're like looking for stuff in the snow. It's like <laughs> really right. annoying. Oh. Um. I mean, but you do. But the nice thing is, there's a lot of variety. I will say that it's a big, long game. You do have that, like the fallback, the guide thing, where if you don't know where you're going, like you just hold the L. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It it makes it a little too easy, and or to find. It's already so clear. You don't even need that. You have the guide thing, which I guess you can turn on or off. (laughs) There's a lot of options too. You can. Tweak the camera, your aiming camera, the other camera, the reticle style, a lot of different online styles, mm-hmm. the difficulty, whatever. Um, yeah, the art of the menus too, which I think I talked about before. Like but when you're choosing, when you're choosing the different, it's cool that the different characters have a different UI because it's actually in the fiction. Yeah. Like you have the BS or the uh, Leon has like the cell phone esque right. one and and whatever. That's kind of cool. The menus where you're choosing between the campaigns is very cool. I really like that. Um, I don't like that. Well, I guess you can. You can once you're done with a chapter, you can leap to another campaign, any chapter, yeah. right, and then come back and forth. That's kind of cool. At least when you're tired of one, and I feel like you will be. I'm surprised that you just went straight through Chris because after one of Leon, I'm like, even towards the end, I'm like, I just want to try one of the other right. ones. Yeah, that's pretty good, but I. I- I wanted to keep up my streak of seeing the credits on day one. Ah. Wait, I, do you get to see the credits yeah. after just one campaign? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, oh. I mean, so basically, yeah. I mean, I beat RE5 on day one. I beat RE Revelations on day one. So I didn't want to. Uh, of course. <laughs> you have to. It's kind of a silly. Year to that. Silly thing, but, you know. Did you, um, did you play Mercenaries at all? Uh, just once. Uh, just, yeah, sorry. I keep moving away from yes, the camera. But seriously. Uh, just... Or the uh, one one quick game, same idea, but you know, combat the combat mechanics are different. But you know, you just got to keep um, keep the time clock going. It's got to be worse with the mechanics being so much. Actually, more I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I think 
because tight controls, that's all you have in Mercenaries. Because the entire Resident Evil series has always been, if you know how to play the games, you will right. have fun. And I think RE6 is actually not an exception to that. Because toward the end of Chris's really? campaign, I was getting pretty good at it. And right. I suck at like first-person shooters in general. Okay, I can, I can, I can definitely see how you would adjust so, to it given enough time. And Mercenaries would probably... But it's never going to be good. I mean, it's never going to feel as good or tight. You can get more right. proficient with it. Right, right. I mean... Well, mercenaries, I mean, you, the whole point is, you know, to bash the enemies in, you know, to so maybe your time goes up. Well, and just then to you be killing them as fast as possible. But then you can also move around faster, you know. If, with, the, with the dashing. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, if you're about to run out of time, you can dash and then punch the enemy that's far away. Right. You know, it's, or you can do the quick shot. So, you know, I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to play more, but. Right, right. That's probably the one thing that might have, that might benefit from the, the change in the gameplay. I'm not completely sure yet. I did see some reviews complimenting it. I, I yeah. have not tried it at all myself yet. Um, so one interesting thing, I don't know if you know about this. Did you know that the U S version has two discs? Oh, the 360. Yeah. The language packs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, I did not get that. Oh, here. Oh. Yeah, the Japanese one is only one disc, so I guess because yeah. probably no one in Japan wants to listen to Italian uh, I guess audio not. or whatever. Because they're actually doing, as they said now, right, audio in every language. Which is weird. I don't. They think, did with Revelation. Yeah, they did that with Revelations. They did. They did that with Operation Raccoon City. But RE6 doesn't have a Japanese dub, which is really right. bizarre. I think because if you're gonna do that Operation, is a little weird. If you're gonna do Operation Raccoon City, you should probably do RE6. But sure. Maybe they'll save that for the gold edition. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that's I went through most of my notes. I did have one um, thing where I thought it was funny in the like Ivy University, very American college, which they studied and whatever. It's little details. Sometimes they give things away. The light switches are totally Japanese that light style. switch light right there. Like it's total <laughs> Japanese style light switches. And the the um, the fire extinguisher plate right. sections too are those things that you only ever see in Japanese right. buildings, which I thought like was funny. The China parts, I thought, you know, I've been to China a few times, but yeah. I thought they were pretty close to what the stuff. I would the stuff that I saw, at China. least early, looked yeah. really good. I mean, it, it did look authentic <laughs> and uh, whatever it didn't look very fun. That Chris section in the demo <laughs> sucked ass. I that's the last part of it, the game I yeah. want to play, and I, that's the part I haven't. I only played that for like 20 minutes. Right. I mean, Chris's mm. chapter gets better like as you go further. It does. But there is one or not one, but two instances where you will be like, holy fucking shit. What am I playing? Like, and they involve motor vehicles. I heard about two one of these. separate, like, like, you know, you know, like RE6 is like people are saying it borrows from a lot of other games like Dead Space, Left 4 Dead. There is a turret. There's a shitty sur- turret sequence, a la Dead Space. Yeah, in it. <laughs> and I love Dead like, Space. Like it, I, it, it borrows from like racing games and one certain <laughs> Nam- Bandai Namco, like you know, a popular Japanese series here. Flying around. Oh, aiming at shit. <sighs> Wait, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Spoiler, so stop listening now if you care too much. One, two, three, four, five, okay. But like, there is an <laughs> aircraft sequence where you have to bomb like a ship. And really? I was like, what? You're doing like bombing yes. runs on a ship? It's not just like a one quick time, it's, it's, long quick time event. What the fuck is like, you're this just game? circling around. You're and actually you, free control then, of, the, of the ship. Yes, and then you have the air. <laughs> what the fuck is this game? <laughs> like, I think, what like, are they thinking? This sounds so thinking, bad. They're thinking like how much money does each new Transformers movie make? How much yeah. money? I'm dead serious. Well, how much money does every crazy ass over the top fucking right. balls to the wall <laughs> 
Well, I, I feel like, like, and this is, you know, just me maybe, but like with five and now with six, it seems like they want the games and the movies to kind of have the same feeling like this over the top ridiculous operation raccoon city was like that but re6 too you know i don't that's i don't and i think it's a little bit of the movies poisoning the game a little no i don't think that's intentional at all no you're about to say i completely agree you never know no there's no reason for that i mean it's not the resident Evil movies make money but they are not near the successes of the games in japan though they're big though they're not near they don't touch the worst selling, like Resident mm. Evil Dead Aim, probably made more like in terms money. Of no, in terms of in terms of revenue, than than the movies make. Oh, in, no. here in Japan, do you know how much like the fifth, the fourth movie made? Three hundred, near nearly three hundred million dollars worldwide, <laughs> yeah. just on the tickets no, no, alone. No, three hundred, right? And no, and the, the fifth movie is. But in Japan, but dude, you know how much? I mean, these these games make a lot of money too. I mean, they do, they these, do these these bigger games. The amount of money that Capcom saw from those movies i mean i'm sure it was appreciable but it's not i i just i'm i'm dismissing this kind of out of hand just because no but the movie series is not something that they aspire to especially after re4 and re5 those things are huge cash cows if anything like the movies have followed the game well i I think numbers aside i think that there is definitely like a hollywood complex there is okay well that so movies in general i would entertain that idea like I think the explosions come from the movies, personally. Yeah. I mean, those just come from movies. But is, 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 is there no? Is, but does Mila op- Jovovich show up anywhere? Operation. We Rack- don't know yet. We haven't uh, finished it. Oh, Lockable. there's there's one. There's Operation one. There's Ada. Operation Rock uh, Raccoon City was like I nicknamed it Resident Evil the movie the game because it really felt like they took like a shitload of stuff from the games. I think that just felt like a shitty game feels like a shitty movie. No, but, but no, like the similarities <laughs> are uncanny. Right. You know, and then, you know, there was a, there were the lasers in RE4 and RE5 and, and just, just RE4 actually, you know, the lasers. Yeah, but I mean, come on, those are, okay, we're, we're yeah. getting way sidetracked. So but, to, to bring it back to Resident Evil 6. So I think we've been through like a lot of the, the the details but like let's take like a higher view hmm. this is a snapshot of our feelings as we are playing through a game in a series that we both super love i mean we're probably not right. your average resident evil fans you're, you're definitely not <laughs> i'm probably beyond that as well but um where are you at like in your headspace what are you thinking right now like, about like, re6 like my feelings about it overall yeah uh, i mean it is definitely uh Probably the worst Resident Evil, like mainline Resident Evil game I have ever played. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's already, I feel like, pretty safe to say that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's... I don't think it's, like... I don't think it's boring, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, the worst of it comes from the fact it's frustrating. Like, it pisses you off. Like, right. Like, things that you do beyond your control piss you off. Yeah. But I have I have this nagging feeling, you know, that when I replay it in the future, it'll probably be fun because I'll be over that hurdle and I'll have, you know, mm, mastered it. And interesting. I can and I can try to appreciate like like the set pieces it offers. I mean, I think I was at with where you are with RE6. I right. was at with RE5 where I was ah, like, right. you know what? This is it's not repulsing me away so much that i stopped playing like i and i was not playing a co-op which a lot of people swear that that's the way to play that game i was playing single player and there was frustrations but the story and stuff enough the graphics everything was enough that i never questioned that i was gonna just keep playing it and i was gonna finish it and in fact just do it real quick and and i i had you know 
I had some fun with it, I would definitely say. Um, along the lines and in context with the series, like abject disappointment. But now with RE6, I'm actually feeling, in contrast to you, I'm actually feeling where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this game. And for, that is a mainline Resident Evil game. That's yeah. like an unthinkable you know, I finished a lot of the fucking, you know, Gun Survivor games. I mean, that that to me speaks volumes. And I'm not, like, proud of that. I'm not, like, you know, jumping on this bandwagon and be like, yeah, fuck this game. Fuck the... Blah, blah, blah. Right, right. I'm really, really yeah. upsets me. I'm really disappointed. I'm not happy about this at all Cat, that Cat, I feel this yeah. way. But I do feel this way. They, they are fucking pushing it. <laughs> like, with yeah. me even. You know, I think it's just... It'd be one thing if they were abandoning the more horror aspects. I think I would I would be sad that they were abandoning the horror aspects for a interesting action shooting game. But I feel like it is failing at at interesting yeah, action shooting game. And as an interest as an action shooting game, it would not even be if it didn't have the Resident Evil name on it. I really would, yeah, it would thought much about, and it'd be thought about as another like kind of high profile. I mean, like my flop problem. I mean, like I've said before, I like the series. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't particularly like survival horror, actually. You know, I, I don't play like a game just because it's a horror game. Right. You know, it, to me, it's all about the universe. And actually, I think overall it does well in that aspect. Like, if you like the lore, if you like the story, if you like the characters, you'll probably like Six a lot. But really? Because I feel like I like all those things, at least in theory. Well, I mean, I, I used I've, to. I've beaten the game, so that kind of, or one c- campaign, so I kind yeah. of got to see like the best side of that. But. Mm. Yeah, Neo, I mean, Neo Umbrella, like uh, it's not as dumb as it sounds. I mean, it's dumb, but you know, there, there's a plot, like there's a reason for everything. So some interesting things do happen. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a name, basically. But yeah, know. I know, but I mean, come on, I mean, it's, it's not just a name. It's also like a, a, a no, no, I don't philosophy mean, of okay, I don't there's mean a big evil sense. organization again. Like literally, it's just a name. I see. Like, okay, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> plot it's wise. actually the uh, U.S. government. <laughs> no. Spoilers. He's actually wrong, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, now you but, spoiled it by crossing off that possibility. Yeah, but you know, now that you hear about Capcom saying, "Oh, we're gonna have like sequels every two years," you have to wonder how far RE Seven, how far off RE Seven. RE Six did come pretty fast on RE Five. Relatively so? well, I mean, four relative, years. Relative. What do you mean? Six on five? Four, f- four years. No. Almost four years. It came out March, years, two, right? March 2009. So it's like three years and uh, like seven or eight months. Okay. You know, I pretty, guess it only feels fast um, after probably uh, us getting three older. to four, four <laughs> to five. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I am going to play it some more. Definitely co-op. Um, I don't know. I mean, its length is almost becoming a minus, even though it should be a plus because it's, mm. it's not using too much, reusing too much environments that I've seen. Right. Although we did talk about some things hit twice. There is some parts in Leon where you backtrack, but yeah. very, very brief. And I, but that's all. That should be a great thing. And I'm, it's, I notice when I know it's damning to this game, I notice myself being like, "Oh, there's five chapters per person." I just want to right play right. through it, see the story, and be done with it. And I'm not even thinking that. You know, I'm not even consciously thinking that. I'm just realizing myself that I'm feeling that way about really, the game. Yeah, they're really long chapters. They, yeah. I really wish they had kept the RE5 style where they broke it up into three, like per section. 
Mm. So they're like more short bursts. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, well, I like that you can jump back and forth, but I feel like I want to do that more. And I feel that's probably because I'm I'm bored (laughs) and not having fun. And in or even in Jake's early campaign, you're getting blown up by missiles where you don't know where they're hitting and what the logic is and what's happening. The game actually doesn't explain a a lot. A surprising amount is not yeah, explained ever in the game. There's probably notes or instructions, or maybe there's a oh, uh, get this. You know about yeah. you know about Resident Evil Net, right? The, yes. the website where he does the tracking. So did you sign up for that? Because I wanted to. Ask I did. About I that. mean, I have no idea how to use it. Personally. Okay. <laughs> like actually, shit. I wish of, we could have talked about that because I part of the problem, you yeah. know, it's that I can't access the website because it's always overloaded. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. That, that's oh, kind I of didn't part know that. Of the problem, but you know, you interesting. Can, you can like. You have to connect. enter a code, though, a really long, shitty code. Oh, no, it's, you sign up for an account, and then I think you just connect it to your PSN or your Xbox Live name, and then it okay. kind of takes the stats that, have, that you have saved onto the server and then uploads it onto the site. Right. And you can kind of compare between other players, and you can actually earn, like, other, like, goods. Like, I think you can either buy or earn costumes or... Yeah, it did seem like there was a lot yeah. of unlockable stuff. But the funny thing is, the files in the, on the website they're the same as the files in the game, but they're longer, so they have more content. Oh, really? I found out. So apparently, you have to go on the website. Whoa! To, so you have to unlock it in the game, then like go that. on the website. Yeah, and then see like the complete version. Interesting. Or, well, once that once we can get on there and uh, and have the time and whatever, I want to talk about that. Maybe mm. we'll do that next podcast. But. Um, so for now, you're kind of down on it, but you you have no question in your mind. You're going to play through it, and oh, you yeah, feel absolutely. like you, you might be a enjoy it more like, on subsequent playthroughs. Like I was dreading, uh, like the difficulty of the game, but now that I kind of got over it, you know, I, I played on normal, by the way. So yeah. okay, yeah, me too. But you know, I. I I might as well at this point. You know, you've right. come this far. You're going to quit now. You know, I mean, you know, I almost, that's how I feel. But I'm actually like, like, yeah, maybe I will. Like, I almost gave up at like Operation Raccoon City. There's this one chapter that was so <laughs> stupid that I was like literally going to give up. But then right. I actually, you know, they patched the game. They kind of fixed one issue. There you and go. In this game, you know, your I mean, little fairy Wesker mother <laughs> appeared on your shoulder and told yeah. you to just power through. Yeah. Like I must beat every Resident Evil game. That's not like a social game. <laughs> I have, <laughs> you have I to have, draw the line somewhere. I have my credo. You have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think we pretty much well talked about everything, every goddamn aspect of that yep. of that game. What do we clock in at? Ooh, wow, that's a decent amount of, of two and, and a half hours of talk. Two and a half hours total. Probably an hour of that almost. Fari six talks. Mm. So, um. We will be back with the Resident Evil retrospective. I promise. We just didn't want to sully it <laughs> with this talk of RE6. But seriously, we're we're kind of in the middle. Honestly, the reason is we're kind of in the middle of <laughs> RE6. It's hard to say where we're yeah. going to end up. And I I want the the, the uh, RE retrospective to be more of a definitive like look back on those games. So um, it's I think it's a good idea to separate the two. So. If you have some time, maybe next episode yeah. or soon, I'd like to do that. Um, bring some trivia. I will bring some facts and whatever. Yeah. A lot's happened since the first part, actually. Yes. Like we have restaurants, theme parks. Yes. There's a lot jackets. of other associated <laughs> stuff to talk about. So um, we will do that in two weeks when we are back and we are back on our normal schedule. So. 
Until then, JJ, where can people find us? On the internets, giantbomb.com, yes. uh, 8-4.jp. Yes. We have a thread on the gaming, well, I actually, the gaming, gaming age, age forums. Uh, <laughs> on NeoGAF. Uh, the gaming age. <laughs> and uh, the, the, there's a giant bomb thread. Facebook. Facebook, we have a Facebook. Please like us. And like us. Review us on iTunes if we you know. are only, if you're positive. Um and uh of course Twitter. Yeah, um Twitter. Twitter. Go. Uh SPRSK. Mark MacD with a mark with a K. CVX Freak. CVX Freak, of course. And uh let us know uh what you think of about this RA6, because honestly, I'm interested. Uh I mean I know the reviews have been all all over the board. I Really feel pretty strongly about where I'm at now. That is, I got a pretty good taste of it, and it is indicative of how I'm going to end up. But uh, who knows? I am going to keep playing it. So uh, tune in to find out where that ends up. Along with um, what else did we say we were going to talk about? Uh, your bravely defaults, yeah, <laughs> coming out. John's Dragon Quest uh, thing, and there's we some. Have to. There's some other. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Some other video games coming out. Yeah, it's sure. kind of the season for that kind yeah. of stuff. By the way, I noticed. really like how your hair looks right now. Yeah, <laughs> good to know. Duly noted you're like, for you're our like listeners. The, the father in Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners are very much enjoying <laughs> that as they did this entire episode. So, uh, thanks very much, Alex, for showing up. No, you're welcome. Uh, hopefully, thanks for having me. Yes, we'll see you again soon for the retrospective. Uh, until then, two weeks from now. Uh, who wants to take us out? You're the guest. You take us out. Go. Captain! Once upon a time there was a guy, Clicky B. He made his three, but not through me. Took years of worth three, or maybe two. It all came and went from number one. The punky little kid with messy hair who made a game that raped your underwear. He rides froggies like a locust blood mounts. Everybody loved Gears 1, Gears 1. A lot of people didn't. Gears 2, Gears 2. 
Everybody loves Gears 3, Gears 3, and that's because of Cliffy B. The bunny rabbit is strapped and chainsaw to a gun. Who would have thought it possible? No one! Don't piss him off because his chainsaw's on the run. That's Cliffy B. Rod Ferguson, Mike RC, the Fantastic Four. Cliffy makes games, chainsaws trees, chainsaws boomax, chainsaws Nelson, makes a weird face, eats up a puppy, kisses others, and even has a girlfriend who pees on cards. Everybody loved Gears 1, Gears 1. A lot of people didn't. Gears 2, Gears 2. Everybody loves Gears 3, Gears 3, and that's because of Cliffy B. Tony Stark of the video games. That's Cliffy before you, man. I won't repeat. He's a money machine like the Iron Man. That's how he makes beers just for the cash. Here's a word to Bulletstorm. What's the catch? He just spent your cash for a second saw clash. He even finds a way to make you pay 150 bucks for a statue of clay. But who really cares in this day? But since we're all gonna get it anyway. Everybody loved Gears 1, Gears 1. A lot of people didn't. Gears 2, Gears 2. Everybody loves Gears 3, Gears 3. And that's because of Cliffy B. Alright, Epic Games. Time to end this song. Since Cliffy B gonna sue my ass off. Cliff all of your games. Don't be mad. It's just a rhyme I made for the laughs of all. Alright everyone, time to say it all. Here's a 4-3. Here we come.